three, two, one. All the way from <laughs> down under. How are you, brother? What's going I'm on? I'm good. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You're on a wild, uh, magical mystery tour of the United States of I America am. here. It's been amazing. With your kids, your cute little kids. Yeah, they're Daughters, cute. They're damn cute adorable. If they're not your own. They're, they're, <laughs> adorable. I love kids, but you, uh, you're taking them too. You took everybody. Like yeah. you're, you're here for how many months? Uh, five months. You moving? Tired of Australia? No, hell Come no. On, bro, Just know. a big trip. No, it's better over here. <laughs> it is. I love America. It's is it awesome. better? Um, can't say that. They won't let you back in. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> They're very different, you know. Yes. But the American landscape, how unique the landscape is, you know, from yeah. the Rocky Mountains, you know, to the desert, it's just insane. Does Australia have any mountains? Yeah, heaps. Yeah, everyone oh, really? thinks Australia's just like this fucking flat piece of sand, yeah. don't they? Yeah, but it's not. There's, in it. there's heaps. <laughs> there's heaps of mountain ranges and shit. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. How tall do they get? Um, I don't know the height, but they're up there. Like a yeah. real mountain, like Rocky Mountain like mountain? Like a real mountain, like Rocky Mountain, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Dude, let me tell you something. Your 28 days that you did in the Rocky Mountains out here that we put on Instagram, you know, that, that we, yeah, you yeah. Know, we, we're promoting it constantly, yeah. that was like one of the most talked about, the, like every, I got calls from all my friends. Burt Kreischer was fucking obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't stop calling me about it. He's like, the fucking guy's by himself. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the video with him with the grizzly bear and he's pointing the gun at it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The fucking weirdest thing is it's that's normal shit. It is. That's very normal. Yes. But society's so removed from it now. Well, if you're out there, it's normal to get false charged by a grizzly bear. Yeah, that is you're no, living with nature, yeah. It's one good reason not fucking be out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with uh, Kim about this. We hiked into the back of Montana to the spot that's usually got a bunch of grizzly bears that I go to. And uh, we're talking about you, how you won't come out to Australia hunting because <laughs> you're scared of everything. The difference is when you're walking around the mountains here... It can happen at any point because yes. fucking grizzly bears have got feet. They walk on land. In Australia, you pretty much have to go into the water. So you're only worried about that when you go to collect water or you're thinking about having a wash or something. Here, it's full time. For whatever reason, it doesn't bother me as much to get killed and eaten by a bear <laughs> than it does a giant saltwater crocodile. It should. I reckon the crocodile would be nicer. What? Yeah, it'd be nicer. It'd like grab you, drag you down. You'd drown anyway. You know, and then it would do what it wants with you. A grizzly bear is going to fucking maul you, scratch your face off, bite your neck, take chunks out of you. It's going to be longer, dude. Yeah, but it's American. <laughs> yeah. <That's all> right. <laughs> we don't want no foreign shit eating yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't fucking no foreigners eating me. Uh, there's something about uh, grizzly bears that's the most terrifying things that they just eat you. They don't kill you first. They just hold yeah. you down yeah, start yeah. eating you. Yeah, yeah. They treat you the same way they treat a salmon. You know, yeah. when you see them hold down a salmon and they take big bites out of it, they don't make sure they kill There's that There's no salmon. nice thought behind it. You know, no. it's like, yeah, I'll finish it off first and then. No. Yeah. Did you see the mountain lion that I ended up hunting yes, when I was out I here? Yes, I did, yeah. And like mountain lions usually kill their prey, but it obviously grabbed the calf and it was eating this calf while it was still alive, like a beef cow calf. Yeah, I saw pretty, the video of that. Yeah, pretty disturbing. Ugh. And then I seen one not long ago, someone shared with me with a mountain lion dragging a mule deer down. It's like chomping on this mule deer before it actually dies, you know, and it's like <sighs> there's just not that thought process there, there's not that human, you know. No, as long as they make sure that they have it as a meal and yeah. it's not going anywhere, they'll just That's, start eating. It's done, yeah. Yeah, wolves there's do nature. the same thing. <laughs> uh, some friends uh, were elk hunting and they came across this elk who uh, these wolves had torn the back legs apart 
and were uh, it was in the river, and the wolves were eating it while it was in the river, and the thing mm. was moaning and screaming. It couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was bull elk. Yeah, in the in the water, and they just. Pretty, pretty horrible for us, but <laughs> nature don't give a fuck, does Standard it? for them. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, have you encountered any wolves when you're out there? Yeah, plenty of times, yeah. The first time I went to Canada was Northwest Territories, and there was a pack of wolves that, that were chasing a caribou bull, and they pretty much chased this thing to, like, a lather of sweat, you know, like the this is in winter. So the bull, the caribou bull got really hot and they chased it into the freezing cold river and they sort of surrounded it in the river and then they just left it and they walked off, you know, and it wasn't that they were walking away from their kill. They knew the job was done. The wolves went back up high and they got onto these rocky benches and sat in the sun and were like drying out themselves and cooling down and drying out. And this caribou never left the river. It was like just quivering in the river and then that afternoon when we come back that caribou was just a carcass with like flesh hanging off the ribs on the side of the river so they come back down once the river had done its job and ate wow. them. wow smart as hell eh? that's that's really crazy that they're that intelligent that they know it's over they're like oh, okay he's in the water yeah. he's in the water let's we just, can chill let's now go dry off yeah yeah that is bananas. Yeah, crazy, eh? They're so wise. I, people that I know that have seen them in the forest say they look at you a different way. Yeah. They, they look at you, there's a, a way they look through you. They look at you in a way like, almost like, they think that that's the reason why the, the, the myth of the werewolf exists, mm. is that people that have these terrifying encounters with wolves, they swear that it's part human. Yeah, like you make, peers and into you. Yeah, they're yeah. looking into you, they're figuring you out, mm. you know? You got to think what it would be like if you're just out there, you know, if you're lucky, live five years old, yeah. right? You get this hard scrabble life out there chasing much larger animals than mm. you, and you got to kill them with your face. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen or die. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I had a pack of like 30 wolves this last trip that I was in BC, and they kept coming around camp. We had horses and that in camp, and um, one day I ventured out to try and get onto them and get a better look at them, and they just... Without seeing me, they just kept this perfect range, you know. Like, they'd howl back to me. I was trying to call them in. I was howling. They'd howl back to me, and they'd just keep this perfect range. And you could tell the whole time they were communicating because there'd, there'd be another wolf or a couple of wolves that were, like, a couple of miles in the other direction, and you could hear them moving the same pattern that the rest of these wolves were. And I got eyes on them from a distance. They walked across an ice lake, and... Other than that, i never really seen them, but I guarantee you those wolves looked at me a bunch of times. Like, they're just a different hunter, dude. Yeah. They're probably yeah. just trying to figure out what, what they can do with you. Yeah. Such what a is, such yeah. an eerie feeling, too. So, it's like snowing. It's like way in the backcountry of British Columbia. And, like, I'm going up on these mountains. It's like big pine trees and everything like that. And just every direction around you howling, dude. You'd hear them howling. You'd hear them do. It sounds like a bark. It's not. It's like this short howl. And then every now and then you'd hear one howl different and you could tell that that was the alpha. Oh. There's the sound that it was letting out, dude. It was like eerie. And <laughs> awesome place to be if you're in the nature, like crazy place to be. If you're not in, in, into nature, fucking your nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Well, the thing about them that's so fascinating about them is they're cooperative and they almost are, they, they know what to do mm. without, without even communicating. They know what to do. They have plans and strategies. They know how to, how to box someone in and circle around. Mm. Like if an animal's running in a certain direction, they get out in front of it. They, they know yeah, what to do. They know what to do, yeah. yeah. So they end up being a set of caribou tracks that I end up getting onto and following. And every wolf track was a certain you know section apart from that and they were funneling it into this big drainage i had to end up returning back to camp because it was getting dark but i would have loved to have kept following and seen if they actually like they're efficient yeah good chance they end up catching that caribou you know and killing it yeah well it's it's really interesting seeing them adapt to um once in 1994 when they got reintroduced to yellowstone seeing them readapt to that the whole west mm. and really expand and just and domin- kind of they over. dominated yeah. it yeah it's we were, crazy we were talking recently about uh wyoming there was this one um surplus kill these wolves had run across a bunch of uh uh cows elk cows and they they'd kill like 18 of them mm. just killed them just slaughtering yeah they just they got they caught them i think in high snow yeah. and they, they couldn't get away and so these wolves just one after another just killed them all and didn't even eat them. They good just, practice. <laughs> I think it's good practice. And I also think while it's snowy out, they probably figured, look, we'll come back to this. Yeah. We'll leave it in a pile. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's that whole nothing ever goes to waste. I suppose if they don't eat it, then right. the grizzly eats it. If the grizzly don't eat it, birds are eating Badgers it. Badgers will eat it. There's, something like there's that. something eating it. But. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, an animal, like, I mean, even if a hunter hits an animal and doesn't recover it, that it's not going to waste. No, that no, thing that's is, right. Everyone, yeah. Everything goes back to the earth. I think we've spoken about this before, you know, yeah. like the world's the ultimate predator. Like everything's fueling the world, you know, the growth on the earth. Yeah, it really is. A, it's just a fascinating cycle when you're out there and you realize that it doesn't care about 4G or yeah, cities yeah. or cars. 4G, or- I'm on LTE, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 4G shit. I remember when 4G was good. 3G. 3G LTE. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's, yeah, that's, the, that's the good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're out there in the woods and you're doing these live streams or these um, these uh, Instagram stories, how are you? How are you hooking up when you're out there? Some of them are saved. So uh. some of them are like I think the, the the last year when I did the solo hike for the Arnhem Land, like the Northern Territory of Australia, that was like a 13 day delay. I think where every day I was still documenting it. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until that I got back into civilization that I was uploading it each day. So when you do it on your phone, it just saves it on the phone? I'm just f- filming it in the normal camera mode oh, and then uploading it. Oh. But a lot of places, especially here in the US, when you're up high, like usually I've got half decent reception. I'll do a little bit of research, what's the best provider in the area, ATE, you know, Verizon, whatever it is, and I'll end up getting a SIM card for that, you know, provider and then... Usually, if I'm up high, it's not too bad, but it just depends where you are. Like backcountry BC, nothing at all. Oh yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, up there. Northern Territory, yeah. Australia, like Arnhem Land, like nothing at all. Yeah. What about satellite? You can't upload data really well from satellite. Oh. Yeah, that's the issue. And if you could, you'd want to be freaking rich because it would charge you an arm and a leg. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw these things at REI. You put them on your backpack. It's like an extender. Okay. Yeah. And it somehow or another extends your cell phone range? I used to use them back in the olden days. Are they legit? Uh, the ones in Australia were. They were 3G, like Telstra 3G. That's mm-hmm. our pr- provider back home. They were pretty good, but you'd have like a big antenna hanging off your back, and I'm not that into it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was like the size of this uh, caveman oh, nitro right. can. 
It wasn't, nice. uh, yeah, pretty small. Yeah. It would just clip on, and I don't remember exactly the mechanism behind it. That'd be handy, yeah. If I'm just trying to communicate with home, I've got like a Garmin inReach mm-hmm. sort of thing, and you can do you do text off your phone because it like actually goes into your phone, but as far as data goes, it's too slow to do something like Insta Stories. Right, right. Well, one day. Wasn't it um, Mark Zuckerberg? Wasn't he trying to like put satellites in space to make internet for the whole world yeah it feels like we need it they stopped doing that i don't know <laughs> they stopped doing that yeah. once congress started going well, i know one, i know for sure one of them they had in a one of the tesla rockets that went up that exploded i pre- remember one, oh, really? one didn't make it or something like that yeah spacex and yeah. they had stuff in that one i believe i don't mm. think that's ruined it but it probably put a big like halt on the yeah look at it. that makes sense i but, always think how you can be so much unorganized now, like with work and stuff, because of where phones and that are. But I remember, like, in the construction industry, that morning that you left to work, you had to be highly friggin' organized because yeah. it wasn't a, you had to go back to a pay phone if you wanted to call someone. No one wanted to do that, especially from a work site. That um, now it's just that whole. I just remember when emails come on phone, I was like, holy shit, I can save some time now. Like, that was a massive breakthrough for business, being able to do that. And yeah. then, but it's also nice to step away from that every now and then. Like some hunts, I'm really looking forward to going to because there isn't any reception, you know, and you get away from emails, business, work, phone calls, all the shit. It's just you and nature, you know. Yeah. It's sort of nice to be like that. Well, just even life, I think we're all spending too much time on our phones, too much time being connected. And uh, two of my friends, Ari Shafir and Bert Kreischer, hired companies to uh, take over their social media. Yeah, they don't. They don't look at their social media at all. What they do is they'll post something mm-hmm. by sending it to them. Right. Like, say, if he has a, a tour coming up, like, hey, you know, I'm going to be in Sacramento, blah blah blah. Mm. He sends it to them. They take that. They put it up. He doesn't see it at all. He doesn't doesn't pay attention to a, a second of it. That sort of sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it does. Yeah. You know, I've been better at it over the last like a uh, couple months than I ever had before but just leaving the phone alone yeah, yeah. and not touching it and just hanging out yeah I'll do certain posts where I don't even look back on it Good. just like cool yeah. posted it the content's out there if people want to look at it they can look at it if they don't want to look at it change the channel go and look at something different but then every now and then there's one that I like to look at the engagement with and mm. stuff like that, which is good. Yeah. But, you know, there's always, like, there's 10% fuckwits out there that are kind of... <laughs> it's true. There's, like, 10%. So I've been, I've been looking at it. I don't even think it's that high. I don't even think it's that high. How many followers you got? Like, how many people would tune into an Instagram post of yours each day? I don't know. Um, it's just a guess. I have... A couple of hundred thousand at least. I have 5.5 million Instagram followers. Okay. So, so say 1% of them wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. Just 1% wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and wants to be fucking mouthy that morning. Yeah, that's a lot of people. And then your post is the first post they see. You're, like, you're going to get some shit there. Yeah. And, you know, we're all ignorant if we think that everyone's just going to get along. Like, that's never going <laughs> to fucking happen, is it? And it's never happened. But I feel like it's getting worse. Really? Yeah, because there's you can't punch someone in the face anymore. <laughs> like, it's true. If someone gets mouthy, especially in Australia, it was only going back so many years ago. If someone gets mouthy, you confront them. And if they want to go at it, yeah. let's go at it. I'll get in trouble if I do that now. Yeah. You know, you're the one that gets in trouble. Even though they're being a smart ass, now you're the one that gets in trouble. So you can't do that. And people know that. So mm. they get mouthier. 
There's no repercussions for calling someone a fucking cunt on Instagram. That's true. Like, I'm not in favor of people running around punching people, but I am... I do like the way it turns out. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> that people realize do you that remember you can't go, just be an like, asshole. Imagine being, like when you were in school and say you don't get along with someone and they get mouthy and then you have a fight. You usually ended up friends after it. A lot of times. A lot yeah. of the times you ended up friends over it or mass beef. But, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the times it was just sorted out then and it was done, yeah. you know, and then other people knew not to talk shit. Yeah, well – it's a weird thing, like when you see UFC fights where guys fucking hate each other and they beat the shit out of each other. And then afterwards, and then they afterwards they're hugging. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's a weird thing with men. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to get it out of your system. Yeah, I you think know? it's fucking, it's primal. Yeah. It's like human nature. De- it's definitely too easy to be shitty to people. Mm. It's too easy. And people don't, it's also so new. The other thing is, is it's so new. I mean, any kind of internet interaction is only 20 years old. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Basically, 24 years. I think I think I was online in 94, and it was like a 56K modem. It was slow as shit. It might not have been 56K. It might have been 14.4. And it was, uh, you know, where you would use it through the phone line and go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was shit as, but we yeah. thought it was great back then. We're like, this is amazing. We thought it was the most incredible <laughs> thing. I remember I showed up uh, to uh, news radio one day, the sitcom that I was on, and I couldn't wait to tell these people about how I got online last night. And I was uh, <laughs> downloading all these things and printing them. I was yeah. printing up. Uh, uh, it was all about UFOs. I was really into UFOs back then. And I was uh, reading all these files about UFOs, like government reports about UFOs. I'd somehow or another found some, I don't know what the fuck it was, a message board or something that you could get. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so obsessed. Such I was telling them. Such a big them, deal. That was such a big deal. And it would take so long to download one piece of paper, like one piece of paper mm. that was filled with text would take like 30 seconds to download. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And now we're here and I'm like, if I've got 3G, 4 bars, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. You're mad. Yeah. It's like, this is so slow. Well, the, what's, uh, you know, telling your kids or about the virtual reality setup that we have back there, that disturbs me. Mm. That disturbs me. It, it doesn't disturb me that, you know, it's bad for you or anything like that. It's so fun and it's so immersive and I know, and I know where it's going. Mm. I'm like, it's going to keep getting better and better. Just like it was 30 seconds to download a just a simple piece of paper filled with text, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. 20 years from now, that is going to look like crayons. Oh, totally. I mean, but that is the, the you got to put that thing on. You're going to freak out. There's some archery games too. Is there? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch <laughs> I'll of do them. That, yeah. It's pretty cool. You actually have. Uh, it's called haptic feedback. Mm. So as you draw the bow back, you actually feel like a vibration in your hand, like. Really? Yep, yep. And then you let go like that. Tlunk. Tesla suit. Jesus Christ, Tesla. Wow. It's not, it's not the same company. What? They're just calling it that. Fuck right. you. As far as I know. Fuck you, other company. <laughs> Tesla suit unveiled at CES 2019. Takes virtual reality to new heights. Yeah, they're going to have haptic feedback suits. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's like 68 sensors in there, and you can oh. supposedly feel like up to like rain, you I guess. Put, and pull one right Really? Right so right you get right shot on your pussy. You feel where it cracks. Girls yeah. are going to put it right on their pussy, and they're just going to keep shooting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you could have come home. Your, your girl's going to have a haptic feedback suit on and one of them artificial machine guns. There you go. It's going to wreck reality. Yeah. There's a video of a girl doing it. In a way she Whoa. can't say uh, uh, 
Does she get shocked? No, but they, well, there's a couple of different things. This is just a test, but she takes like a hard front kick to the chest here. What? Yeah. I mean, really? I don't know how, how it felt to her. Oh, but see. Okay, let's see hard really front kick to the chest. A hard explosion. Right back here, actually. I did it earlier. Okay. I was looking around. Oh, okay. So she did, oh, it's not that hard. It, uh, it's not it your kick. It wasn't that hard, but. but I did feel it right here. Hard explosion. Oh, do I really want to try? Yes, I do. <laughs> 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 oh, I just did that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a boxing game that you can play. It's really cool. And uh, the boxing game, you you see this guy in front of you, like a big 3D cartoon, really, but really cool graphics. Mm. And when he punches you, the whole screen goes bright. <laughs> like like you, like you got your bell rung, like, oh, bam! Damn. And it makes you nervous. Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm when I'm sparring with him and he he punches me, I'm like, oh geez, I gotta get my hands up. I gotta, I gotta move. It feels That's real. Cool. And you get exhausted because you're moving around. You're punching. Just it's harder, believe it or not, to punch air than it is to punch something. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. You, you get tired. Yeah, you get tired easier. Yeah. So you're throwing your hands at this thing, and you know you're, and then she goes down. And you're like. Oh. <sighs> and it gets back up. Your feet hurt from moving around, squeaking around on the floor. Unreal. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there's for sure going to be um, a, a weird world for our kids. Mm. When they get to be, you know, our age, yeah. the, the world is going to be unrecognizable. Yeah. I feel like it's taken the edge off things too. It has. It, it, it really takes the edge off things. Like you haven't actually done that. Like you haven't actually climbed Everest, but I sort of have. I did it in a virtual reality game and it was Not tough. really though. Not really no. though, you know. You didn't have, your life wasn't at yeah. stake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've been actually talking about this on stage that I'm worried about this. I'm worried about people being able to have experiences that they didn't earn. Mm. You know, like if, if someone, if, if there's a virtual reality game where you, you play it and all of a sudden you're in a uh, NASCAR and you're, you know, you're winning some gigantic race, you're in the driver's seat and you're shifting the gears and you, you mm. mean, it feels like you're like indiscernible from feeling like you're winning a race. Yeah. That's going to happen. Mm. They're going to they're gonna be able to do all these different things. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make people more and more dependent on technology and weaker and weaker physically. Weaker and weaker. That's how I feel too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like going to the gym and working out and getting all these muscles, but then moving away from any manual labor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not, I'm not saying don't be fit, but I'm right. saying if you're building their muscles, right. fucking use them. That is true. There's a lot of guys that go to the gym and they they'll work out hard yeah. for 45 minutes, an hour at a gym, but make them work a construction site. Yeah, you know, they no, carry lumber all day yeah, and yeah. dig. Whole, they'll yeah. be fucking complaining, yeah. looking for protein shakes and <laughs> yeah, burning out. Burning <laughs> you know the out. real the real problem is going to be sex. Yeah, that's the real problem. You're going to be able to put those things on and have sex with anybody you want. Like anybody, Scarlett Johansson. That's fucking weird. So they're already doing these things where they face swap. With computers, so they take beautiful actresses and they put their face on porn stars' bodies, and it's hard to tell, man. I mean, it looks like a sex tape with a famous actress. That's disturbing. It is disturbing. <laughs> I wonder so, if there's a Joe Rogan one. I'm sure there is. So um, there is now because no, we mentioned. Yeah, it. we talked about it, and it's <laughs> probably the gayest thing that's ever lived. But I think the real worry is that not just like see it. But do it. Yeah. Like the, you're going to be able to, like the Matrix, you're going to be able to put this on and mm. you're going to be able to, like this haptic feedback suit, that's just one step. Eventually, they're going to figure out a way to, to make your body feel it. Mm. And then you're going you're gonna to be able to have sex with people. 
Done. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. anybody you want. Like yeah. you're never gonna have to be nice to people again. Yeah. Because everybody's gonna <laughs> fuck you. You know. Yeah, I know. That's one of the, one of my my point was kind of on stage is that like one of the reasons why it's hard like it's hard to have sex with people like you have to plan it out. I mean, it's not that hard, but it's you know you have to agree that you like each other. Yeah. You know you have to hope that she likes you and you like her or whatever. And there's you develop your personality like to get people to like you more yeah that way it's more likely you be a nicer person you get rewarded for that you realize oh it's nice to be a nice person and then it actually makes you a nicer person if you don't have to do that yeah in the future we're going to be people are dressing a certain way and trying to keep hygienic and be nice and then yeah everyone just turns into a fucking slob because they're going to sleep with some pretty actress anyway oh yeah and in that virtual reality they're going to look like ryan reynolds anyway they're going to have a full six pack and look beautiful and then other people are going to meet you in there. They're also going to be pretending mean, you're going to have some disgusting human beings. Yeah. And then in that world, they're going to be perfect. Yeah. But then there'll be people like me that I'm like, nah, I'm traditional. Yeah. I sleep with real, real well, people. My, my wife. <laughs> real humans. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be old school. That's yeah. going to be like riding a bike. Yeah. Like, like, what are wow, you doing? What's he doing? What, do you walk everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I just, uh, I posted a photo, a uh, video actually, which is like 700 images stacked together. Out at Joshua Tree. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like the Milky Way cruising past, but then there's just the air traffic dude is insane. It's just like constant. Yeah. You know, I'm like, anyone looking in, this must already look like the future. You know, it must look so futuristic already. And I'm I'm like, well, it it sort of is. Maybe this, like we're living in it now. Here it is. Yeah. Look at the air traffic. It peaks at about this point here look at them all just back and forth and that's all air traffic none of that is asteroids no every bit of that's air traffic wow that's such an amazing image man it wasn't until the camera stopped early hours of the morning that there was and for anybody this is uh adam.greentree on instagram and you still have your photography page first man image yeah first man image first dot man image and these are some amazing photos yeah, that's so that's incredible. Like, that's about 300 photos stacked together, so you actually get a star trail. That's in Australia, so that's the southern star. You know, that middle point, so that's like the south. And then if you go back to uh, if you go back to Adam.greentree, Jamie, that one, if you go back to like oh, that star one, that's the north star. So that, that was pretty cool. So one's taken from Australia where you've got the Southern Star, which is like, you know, the turning point. And then this is from America, like Joshua Tree there, California, and that's like the Northern Star. I think Joshua Tree is closed down right now. Because of the – I don't – people are like, did the federal shutdown affect you at all? I'm like, yeah. no, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it just then. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a while too. Really? I think, yeah, they, I think – didn't they shut down Joshua Tree because people are – we're going to shut and they were chopping trees down. It wasn't just because of the trash. That's it started because of the trash. And then over like the last week, people were actually going in and like chopping some trees down. Like being so, super assholes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there was signs, there was signs yeah, up yeah. that it was closed. And I wasn't actually camped in Joshua Tree itself. I was like out of the tourist section just off the side of the road where I could. But someone was saying about, um, you know, that the government or whatever, the federal government, you know, with all the trash, but the federal government's not leaving the fucking trash there. That's people. Signature trees are among the shutdown victims. Wow. wow. There's only a few trees in Joshua Tree, and these people are chopping them down just to be dicks because they know there's no one there. Pretty sure, yeah. 
They're probably no trying to collect employees. something from it, but uh, they're just probably trying to be assholes. God damn it! And that that is Filth. Joshua Tree is a massive place too. It says there it's larger than Rhode Island. Yeah, it's beautiful uh, once you get out there. Man. That's a real shame. Yeah. You know, this is the thing about people that don't spend much time in the wilderness and don't appreciate the wilderness. They don't. They don't. They just well, they're not connected to it. They don't no. understand. So I heard a bunch of people in the city because you know I spent the last five six days here in LA. You know, and the bad weather's come in. They're like, oh, this is disgusting weather. And I'm like, fuck no, the bush is loving this. Yeah. Like, the the earth's loving this. You just need rain, yeah. especially after all these horrible fires that you had. <sighs> But like rain's a good just, thing. They're just so complaining. Yeah, it rains out here literally ten days a year. Yeah, yeah. Ten days a year is normal. Yeah. I mean, it m- I might be exaggerating. I might be exaggerating, but slightly. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I don't imagine it rains more than fifty days a year out here. Yeah. Crazy. I, don't even, I think that's, that's no. That's not exaggerating, right? Ten's, ten's probably about right. Yeah. I feel mm. like. Nah. Since I've lived here, let's take might a be guess. a little more of the drought time, but let's take a guess. How many days a year on average does it rain in LA? I'm gonna say twenty-five. Twenty-five days a year. Sixteen. Sixteen. I bet you're right. That's two per month. That's a lot. Yeah, but sometimes it's a bunch together. Maybe. Like this is like seven already so yeah, far in the last week and a half. Let's bet on it. I'll bet you that Kanye doll. No fucking way, bro. <laughs> oh, shout out to. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Plasticell. That's cool. For this dope-ass <laughs> Kanye West doll. It says rain days is 35. Damn. 35? Damn. Wow. You're closer. You can well, keep I Kanye. I don't This is it. Yeah, tough to get. I well, should have like an average. 84 sunny days per year. It just means, yeah, I don't know, 39 that, inches per year. Hmm. It's tough to figure that out. 39 yeah. inches per year is not a lot, though. So, that, But the, the problem is it's California, right? It's like... Northern California fucking rains every day. Mm. Like if you go like near the Redwood Forest, that's a that's a rainforest. Yeah, yeah. It, it rains yeah. constantly. We spent some time up in uh, Medicino. It's beautiful, man. Nice. Right by the ocean. Yeah. Fucking trees are so big, they're stupid. It doesn't yeah, even make sense. Line. You get trees as big as this room. Yeah. You're standing there going, how old is this? Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, this is a 2,000-year-old tree. You're yeah. Like, You're in a desert stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a thousand-year-old tree is like a normal tree up there. Yeah, That's around, a, I've noticed around the city there's a lot of Australian natives, like gum trees and eucalyptus and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there's a they, lot of that. Well, they must have been imported at some point and just mm-hmm. realized they do well in the harsh conditions. Well, you know, the palm trees is sort of the Hollywood signature tree. Yeah, yeah. That shit's from Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they look good. <laughs> but it's just so funny that, like, that's sort of indicative of what California is. Like, we don't, we don't have... A real, yeah, you know, it's just the diversity. I mean, everything comes from somewhere else here. There's yeah. no like native Los Angeles people. You meet one of those and you're like, whoa, yeah. like you're a test tube baby or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, where you're from. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Disneyland, dude. <laughs> I was <laughs> born in Disneyland. Holy My shit. dad is goofy. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. it like wandering around there? From That's Australia? hectic. So, especially like. Because everything I do is like wilderness and out. Like yeah. I adapt fine. Like that's not an issue, but I don't like it. Just because I adapt doesn't mean I like it. But um, Disney's a different place. Like I went in there yesterday, like fucking dressed as a man, you know, jeans on, a flannelette shirt, you know, and a camo cap and walking around. And then the kids talk me into going to that. What's the Splash Mountain? Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and my eldest is like, sit in the front, Dad. It's the it's the place you'll you won't get so wet in the front. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I jumped in the front and we come down. And I'm like, I'm fucking yelling, so my mouth is open, dude. <laughs> we hit there. 
I nearly fucking drowned. I swallowed that much water. I'm like, fuck, I've got AIDS for sure. This is fucked. So a whole gullet went in my mouth, fucking soaked me, drenched me. And then it, it was cold, dude. It come over cold. Yeah. So I've walked around Disney for the morning thinking, like, look at these fucking Fruit Loops and the way they're dressed and all their Disney clothes. The only clothes you can buy in there is fucking Disney clothes. Yeah. I'm wearing, it was pajama pants <laughs> with fucking Mickey Mouse's head all over them. This fucking, sh- this shirt that's got Disney fucking written all over it. Fucking walking around there like I fitted perfectly in after that. And I, it's like fucking, actually look like fucking, who's the owner of Disney? Fucking Walt Disney. Walt Disney had fucking shot his load all over me doing <laughs> this fucking Mickey Mouse and shit all over me. When we were there the other day, they have a warming station set up outside of uh, Splash Mountain where you can step into this like it looks like a phone booth and you get warmed up. <laughs> But it costs yeah. money. Yeah, everything costs money in Disney. Yeah, but that, oh, yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you can't get people wet and then yeah, charge yeah. them to dry off. Yeah, That's crazy. fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's all fucking a bit of a scam. It is, but let me tell you oh, something. Oh, it's an amazing place. Kids love oh, it. Oh, 100%. My kids went mental on those rides. Have you been to Florida yet? Yeah, six years ago I went to Florida, yeah. When you go to Florida again, you got to go to Disney World. Disney World, Disney yeah. World is way better than Disneyland. Yeah, I think way we bigger. went there. We ended up going there, I would yeah. say it's way better because Disneyland's pretty amazing. Yeah. But Disney World has the best ride of all time. They have this Avatar ride. What is it called? Flights, Flights of, of Passage, I think. Flights of Passage. Right. And you, you ride one of them Avatar dragons. It's all virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. You put these goggles on. And you, you climb on this thing that looks like a motorcycle and it straps you in place. And what you're riding is one of them giant dragons from Unreal. Avatar. Yeah. It's fucking incredible, <laughs> dude. It's the best ride of all time. Really? I've sent a bunch of friends there. And I get text messages back from them like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there no we go. No joke. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. you feel the breeze. You smell things yeah. there. You see these animals you're flying over. It's wild. Unreal. It's all HD. Whew, three-dimensional. Yeah. Amazing. God damn, it's good. Yeah, no, I'll stick to hunting and camping <laughs> and shit. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, Steve Runella said it best. This is, a, this is a, a quote that he said that I think he was talking about someone else told him this, that there's two different kinds of fun. There's fun that you have while it's happening – like you ride the roller coaster. It's fun. But you don't look back on no, that five years from now yeah, yeah. and go, that was amazing. Yeah. But then there's things that suck while you're doing them. Like your 28-day trip in the Rocky Mountains, yeah. pointing a, a, a gun that you don't even know has a jammed bullet in yeah, it. Yeah. And a grizzly is charging at you. Yeah. Like that will be fun for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. You'll feel that when you bring it back, yeah. when you talk about it. Yeah, there's like shallow fun. Oh, yeah. some, some things are just shallow, but they're cool to do. There's nothing yeah. wrong with doing them. Yeah. But they're just, they're not real meaningful. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then yeah. there's shit that you do that's just really meaningful, you know. It builds character. It's something that you always look back on, you know, memories and shit. But there's feelings that you get when you come back, too, where you appreciate things. Like uh, Callan and I did this trip with Ranella in um, uh, Prince of Wales, mm. and we were up there for... We were supposed to be up there, I think, for seven days, but on the sixth day, a storm was coming in, and so we wound up bailing early because I had a gig in two days, and otherwise I would have been stuck up there. Like, you get stuck. It rained every fucking day. And it didn't just rain every day. It rained all day, every day. There was no, there was, like, if you had a break, it was a five-minute break. Yeah. Like, with the, oh, look, the sun, and then, Just pure misery. So inside the, um, the tent, I put my headlamp on, and... There was 
It, see, this is what fucks you up. You, see, you think, well, when I'm inside the tent, I'll be dry. No. No, there's no dry because the air's wet. Well, air, yeah. And when I turned my headlamp on, I realized the entire inside of the tent was moisture particles yep. floating around the air. And I was like, fuck me. I'm in this wet down bag and I'm looking around. I'm like, you're never going to get dry, bro. This is just, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But, you know, you accept it. But then when we came home after the, the six days and I took a shower and then I was, we were in the car and it was sunny out. And I was like, God, this is the best I've ever felt. I'm so yeah. happy. I don't think you get that happy unless you feel miserable No, that's first. right. Yeah. So you know the misery and then yeah. so you know the little things that we take for granted in life every day are like fucking wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kim did this hike in Montana with me and it's just like, it's like 14 miles and there's just like not a flat bit of ground on it. It's just continually going up and it's in the snow and she, she had an issue with her leg and... Uh, Anyway, we got up the top and we set up camp and it's just been miserable. But even a fire there, you know, like yeah. we lit the fire and she's fucking smiling. She's loving it, you know. And then fire. we come back to the trailer. Like we're not even in a house here. We're just traveling around in like a Winnebago trailer. And we get back to the trailer and you get the flicker light on and turn the tap on and it's hot water. Oh. And she's just like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, but a week goes by and then you start taking that shit for granted again. Some people yeah. do anyway, you know. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you certainly can. But I think a guy like you, you're in the wilderness so often that, you know, it's almost like you have a permanent appreciation for yeah. both things. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I actually miss it. I actually don't like this side of life as much as that side of life. Yeah, I see it. I get it. I like both. Obviously, I need – I mean, I make a living in cities. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I do. Yeah. But, but it's nice to go out and – Dabble in it, yeah. live in it, and come back out of it. Hundred oh, percent. I yeah. love it. The, those the 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 few hunting trips that I get to do a year, when I'm mm. out in the actual wilderness, wilderness, like when we're in the mountains of Utah, elk hunting. I just like sitting down sometimes. Just sit, just sit down, yeah. and take it all in for a couple minutes. Yeah. I mean, even though you're in the the middle of it and you're running around looking for elk and you hear them, I just like like look, look how quiet it oh, is. Oh, it's the best. You start, you start knowing yourself you know and yeah. you start knowing the wilderness and the real world you know it's like because you always say you said on one of the podcasts i don't know if it was one with me or someone else that it's so funny that we say the outdoors because everything's outdoors like right. fucking everything's under the ceiling of the earth you know that's <laughs> yeah. what it really is yeah but it's so weird that you don't really know the outdoors unless you stay out in the wilderness or something like that yeah unless you're and i think also being out there at night there's something oh, that's about the being best. out there at night, boy, the campfire, and you hear things like, what was that? Fuck yep. was that? You look around. Absolute best, yeah. It just seems, and the campfire somehow or another seems to be able to protect you. Yeah. Most animals don't want to fuck with campfires. Yeah, You see that yeah, fire, exactly. like, ah, yeah. I'm going to stay that. clear. Yeah, yeah. Me, I took Kim and the kids. We traveled around Australia in, uh, it must have been the end of 2007 and early last year. And we camped out on the Tanami Desert, which is like one of the last places to really be discovered and explored in Australia. Like there's there's no artificial lights out there at all, like whatsoever. Whoa. And we camped out on the desert. And the only thing that was around us was like dingoes and camels. Like you'd hear them moving through the night. Camels. Yeah, yeah. But we sat there at camp. I just had the my, my truck, my ute, you know, with the camper on the back, like real lightweight set up. And we sat there, no lights on on the camper or anything. So you're sitting in the pitch black, moonless night, 
and the medias, dude. Like, I reckon we counted 40, 50 medias over like half hour, an hour. Just yeah, they're always the naked flying eye, in. seeing them perfect, dude. Sitting there with the family, and I'm like, this is. This is the best. Like this is so. It was so amazing just to sit there, especially with the kids and Kim as well. It's a know. little unnerving when you find out how many times they enter the atmosphere. Oh though. yeah, there's a. Like, I think how many of them are out there? Yeah, Jamie could probably look this up, but I think a hundred tons of media hits the earth every single day. One hundred tons, dude. But most of it enters in dust form because oh, it breaks up. God. But uh, so last year, um, I was up at my cabin just chilling out by myself, woke up in the morning, needed to do a piss, walked out, and I'm looking up, and this media come through, and it was so bright that it actually lit up the ground, dude, like the most incredible media that I've seen. I had a time-lapse photo going in the opposite direction. I quickly turned it around, and you see that the media's dust for like, it lasts for 25 minutes, half an hour in in the camera, and it's just drifting, changing shape in the atmosphere. It was insane. Wow. So it's just like every now and then there's like a real good one. So then I started looking it up, and I seen one that wrecked a whole village like in Germany or something like that. This asteroid comes through wrecking shit that it didn't even touch, but it comes so close to it, it blows the walls and the windows out and everything, and I'm like... This is fucking scary. We live on a little speck that's like <laughs> turning in one of many galaxies, you know. My friend Randall Carlson put it best. He said we live in the middle of a shooting gallery. Isn't it insane? It's just the time, the perspective of, you know, hundreds of millions of years. Mm. It it doesn't seem it doesn't register to yeah. us because we're only around for 100 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we look up and we see the moon, I mean, the moon looks like a fucking stop sign in the most jankiest <laughs> redneck town yeah, yeah. you know and people shoot at signs yeah, that's yeah. the moon looks like yeah. it's just fucking just shot up with holes up. yeah yeah it's, it's just getting nailed all the time especially yeah. with no atmosphere yeah all those things make it all the way through nothing gets slowed down by the air or burns up in the atmosphere isn't that crazy everything just slams into it yeah boom 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 imagine being up there it must be oh yeah all day long it must be well, slamming things into it was it. only uh i think it was like ten thousand years ago there was like a big bang like like a big media hit hit the earth yeah and uh i started looking into that and then i started really looking into aborigines in australia indigenous how long they've been around for and stuff like that and there's now evidence to say that they've been around for seventy thousand years they live through like three of those big medias hitting the earth you know like it's crazy to think about like why didn't i wish we had video cameras back then you know and they could have recorded it and we could look at it now like imagine that well, Randall Carlson, the guy that I talked about earlier, he is a, a proponent of this theory that this is what ended the Ice Age. Yeah. And he's got some pretty compelling evidence to back it up in terms of um, like massive, massive fields filled with uh, dead woolly mammoths that mm. died almost instantly. Some of them with their legs broken from the force of the impact. Unreal. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, it's really interesting because he's a guy who... Uh, I don't think he has a degree in this stuff, but he's so well read in it that he has yeah. these debates and conversations with people that, that do have these degrees in it, and he can tell them things about it. Yeah, and it's hard in those fields to be taken seriously if you don't have a PhD yeah, in whatever course, discipline it is. But man, his uh, his work on these things is so compelling, and the podcasts that I've did with him are just mind blowing. Mm. But in, in terms of like the evidence that points to some event that ended the Ice Age 
very rapidly and caused the disintegration of the polar of the um, the ice that was over North America. You know, North America had something like a mile high plus sheet of ice over most of it just yeah. ten thousand years ago. Yeah. Twelve thousand years oh, ago. I think I was driving through Wyoming and they've got all these signs up in Wyoming that are really interesting and it was there's a rock formation it'll tell you how old that rock formation is, how it formed, you know, because, like, you know, rock usually embeds in layers like this. It's formed in layers like this, and then you'll see a rock like that, you know, all the lines are like this. There's some of them there that are, like, hundreds of million years old, you know, and there's a sign there showing it, and it's just, it's incredible to think how much the Earth's changed. And you just said it, we're around for 100 years at a time max, Yeah, you know, and it's just, like, we're a drop in the freaking ocean. Like even the whole human race is a, is a drop in the ocean compared to like how old the earth is. And it's just crazy to think of the, like it's hard to comprehend that there was that much ice over here because there's none now. Yeah. You know, but it's been that long, you know, and that's, yeah, it's mind boggling to think of. Well, they, they find shells in Montana. I found some on top of friggin' some big mesa out in the desert dude like there's no water for miles and there's shells there there's there was like starfish fossilized in the rocks and it's all yeah. like coral bed you know and that was like that was like the bottom of the ocean that was a reef bed yeah it's the great western inland sea yeah they had sharks out there i think i think they had megalodons in montana shit they find dinosaurs there all the time one of dudley's friends mm. Well, Dudley knows a guy who has a ranch out there in Montana, and he found a bone in his uh, in his ranch, just maybe something protruding from the ground, um, and he wanted someone to get a look at it, so he got a hold of some, uh, I guess, what would you have, paleontologists? Like yeah, who, yeah. They went and they said, you got a fucking T-Rex here, bro. Holy shit. You got a T-Rex on your property. Unbelievable. Yeah. They, I think they gave him a million dollars for it. Really? Yeah, because it's like a fully intact or close to intact T-Rex. Far out. Yeah, they, apparently Montana, piece. Colorado. What do you got there? <coughs> a megalodon was found supposedly in Texas. D- Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck, That's man. a fucking great watch, shark. Boy, that's a stupid movie. The Meg. <laughs> the Meg, yeah. Oh, I won't watch that shit. I watched it the other day. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I was like, what am I sitting through here? <laughs> It's so stupid. There wasn't just one. There was a bunch of them. Did Spoiler you f- alert. Can you find out how, mm. mu- how much uh, media? Yeah, I, I have. I was struggling to find that, and then I think I found what you found. So it says here's from NASA's website. There's 100 tons of dust and sand-sized particles. Every day. Hit, hit Earth every day. But that's, Every day. It doesn't. It seems like it would put the balance of the Earth off. You know, like it's, do you know what I mean? Like, are we sending shit back out into space? Are we sending 100 tons of shit back out into space every day to offload this? Look at this. Every 2,000 years or so, a meteoroid, meteoroid the size of a football field hits Earth and causes significant damage to the area. <laughs> That's some scary shit. once every few That could be in years, the next 10 minutes. An object large enough to threaten Earth's civilization comes along. Not just that. Bigger than that. Uh, impact craters on Earth, the moon, and other planetary bo- planetary bodies are evidence of these occurrences. Yeah, they don't even know. You know, that's the, the most spooky thing. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson said that we are decades away from being able to do anything about one of those things coming our way. And I said to so all these scary. people that think that like they could stop it when it's happening, he's like, not happening. He goes, there's nothing you could do. What about Armageddon, bro? The Bruce, movie? Bruce Willis. Yeah, we got to send Bruce it. Willis up there. He'll figure it <laughs> He'll out. He'll sort it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah there's uh, people have like a real distorted idea of the technological capabilities in terms of like. First of all, NASA is so under budgeted; mm. they barely have enough money to put you know satellites in orbit. They don't have enough money to stop Crazy. asteroids from coming in. I mean, yeah. the amount of money you would need is so fucking massive. Yeah. It would take a cooperative joint effort of every major country in the world yeah and, and such a force of nature and you know a force of nature usually can't be fucked with you know yeah. like scary well they, all they can do all they think they could do in the and not even now but in the future is move it off target slightly yeah yeah to somehow or another give it a bump send it into mars or something at a certain distance <laughs> and it completely misses yeah cracks a moon instead darkness no yeah. it's light for forever <laughs> Yeah, it's scary. Space is scary. And mm. you don't really see space unless you're out there with no light pollution. You know, the I don't think people that don't camp or that yeah. don't go that you know, you look up at night like last night uh well, not last night, but a couple nights ago when it wasn't raining, it was a clear night and I saw quite a few stars because it was no moon. I was like, "Wow, it's so pretty." But it ain't shit. But you're not seeing the volume of it. Yeah. yeah. Those if, photos that you have? Yeah. Out at my farm, you can just sit there with the naked eye and you can look right into those. There's so many stars that it looks like a dark spot of the Milky Way because you can see so much of it. You know, you wow. see color in it and everything. It's an amazing spot. Yeah, the color is weird, right? What is the color? What is that? I don't know. I was I looked at some photos the other day, not my own photo, someone else's photos, and they were showing the, the, like the raw images and the color that was coming out of these raw images they look like absolute pillars, like painted pillars, dude. Yeah. You know, and it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's a depth in it, if it's... Something like that. Jamie, put, go, go to Adam's, uh, the, the first man yeah. Instagram again. Like these, this image, like, like the ones of... Um, oh, the, look at that one from BC. Go down one strip, that, that one there. That's with the Northern Lights in it. Wow. But yeah, that's... So no light pollution out there, obviously. Oh, you saw the Northern Lights in yep. BC? I yep. didn't know you could see them in BC. Yeah. I thought you had to be in like Iceland or some shit. No, that was cool. I've seen them. When I was in Northwest Territories, they were lighting up the ground. like, And right in front of your eyes, they were just like dancing constantly right in front of your eyes. That was awesome. In the Northwest Territories of Australia? No, in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Northern Territories of Australia, right? That's what they call it? Yeah, Northwest Northern, is, yep. okay. So where is it at the best, though? Is it the best place to see it in, like, Iceland or some shit or Norway? I don't know. I don't know. I've seen it. So I've seen it in Northwest Territories. I've seen it in BC. I don't think – we didn't see it in Alberta when we were there. No. No. But yeah. I think we had shitty weather while we were there, yeah. too. It's got to be a crazy thing to see, though, huh? It's like green smoke in the sky. Yeah. If you go down a couple more, Jamie, please. Silence. There's the there's, no, there's, there's the farm go up one. Yeah, hit that one in the middle there. Wow, look at the color and in that one. Yeah. God, that's amazing. And is that – what kind of – you have to do something with the aperture? Well, for starters, it's open for longer. Right. So it's gathering in more light. You know, like the human eye, you have to actually lay there in the dark for a fair while and just like stare into that sort of – to get a good look at it. How long is it open to get that image? That's like uh, 13 or 15 seconds. Oh, wow. Yep. You can leave it open for 30 seconds or you can put it on like an actual jammed open for a long time, but it's way too much light for what the farm has. And you start getting a lot of distortion as well. 
That's such a cool picture with the the cabin as well, with the light coming out of the cabin. Yeah, isn't that crazy that there could be infinite Earths out there? Yeah, that's what's crazy is that each one of those is a sun. Yeah. And most of them are bigger. I mean, apparently our sun is a little bitch-ass sun. <laughs> bitch-ass sun. <laughs> Thank God for that, otherwise it'll be fried. Well, we just have to be further away. Yeah, exactly. Look at that. But the big ones don't last that long, apparently. Our yeah. sun's a good one. It's a, it's like a, it's like a Toyota Tercel. <laughs> it's like they, a Toyota Hilux, you they mean. They fucking last, <laughs> Land man. Cruiser. Hilux, yeah. we don't have that over here. Yeah, you, you got that. like the Tacoma. Yeah. yeah, Hilux is like a small Land Cruiser, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. 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 You guys got a bunch of wacky cars. The Cruiser's probably better. I'm about to buy a Land Cruiser. That's the Hilux there. The new Land Cruiser? Yeah. The tray back though, so like a dual cab. So like five seats, but it's got a tray on it. And then- A tray? Yeah. Uh, you mean like a pickup truck bed? Like a pickup truck bed, but we usually rip the 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 one that's on it off. We usually uh -huh. rip the tri tr the pickup truck bed off because it's like it's bulky. You know, there's not a lot of room in it really. Mm -hmm. Usually rip that off, and we'll build a steel tray. So it's like a whole flat bed. Or you might call it a flat bed, mm -hmm. and uh, you can just fit a lot more on it, and it's a lot more rickety. You know, you can throw firewood, rocks on it, whatever the fuck mm. you want. Well, you guys have to have vehicles that you could drive for like a day before you hit a gas station. If right? you're doing that, if you're doing those <laughs> hunts that I do, yeah. So one of the first things you do is you rip off the fuel tank and you put like an aftermarket fuel tank on it. That's usually like twice the capacity. Yeah. Or you throw a second fuel tank on it and go from there. So I don't know what it is in gallons, but like say a fuel tank's like usually 60 liters. 20 gallons is what usually a fuel tank yeah. is out here. Well, then we'd double it to like 40 mm -hmm. or 50 or 60 or something like that. Right. And because there's such a market for it in Australia, there's a bunch of them that you buy ready that are ready to mount onto your vehicle. Why is there a market for that in Australia? Because it's fucking 100 miles anyway. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, Four driving is like different in Australia as well. You know, it's like, so where my business is, um, the nearest city, which is Perth, like 18 hours drive, you know, and then we feel 18, 18 hours, hours drive, drive to yeah. the nearest city. city. Yeah. 18 hours? 18 hours. <laughs> what is that, Jamie? That's, that's like too far. <laughs> but what would it take us to get? That's like Colorado. Um, I've driven across. I've driven from Ohio to here twice and it How took long? 33 hours and 24 hours gets you from like Columbus to about Amarillo, Texas. That's 24 hours of straight driving. Straight driving. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this is like, so like Western Australia is like a massive state. It goes from the very top of Australia to the very bottom of Australia. What does it feel like when way. you get out of the car oh, for 33 sucks. hours of driving? Sucks. So bad. The one time we ended like 4 in the morning right on the Sunset Strip, right at that hotel, the Hyatt. Wow. Like 5 in the morning. But when you get in L.A. at 4 in the morning, you're right in the traffic again. You're like tired as shit. You're like, oh, it's time to go. You got to go because you're about to wreck right at the end of the trip. But yeah, you're, pumping you're, so Kanye. Yeah. you're pumping Kanye oh, yeah. the whole way, though. Right? <laughs> Actually, we were, yeah. <laughs> Keeping awake. It's a hellish drive. And there's just, you know, to some people, it's nothing the whole way. But it's beautiful country. Like, if you're into the outback, you're, you're, like, you're staring out and you're happy the whole time. Is that a very popular thing to do in Australia is to go out into the outback? and? It is, yeah. Between, like, full drive and, like, touring and furious and, like... We call them the grey nomads, so like older people that have retired with grey hair, 
like old mate's beard there. Great <laughs> yeah, nomad. Young Jamie ain't looking so young. But um a great <laughs> nomad we call him, yeah. They'll they'll get like a is toe that a behind normal, trailer. Normal description in Great Nomad. Grow yeah. nomad? In not, Australia. So it if is. I said, uh yeah, we saw these grey nomads out there, people go, oh, okay. Yeah. Don't say it the grey nomads though. No? No, it's oh, two great nomads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you said it went to the gas station, like you see anybody out there? Yeah, we saw some grey yeah, nomads. Yeah, totally, That's yeah. normal. People yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Now, um, do most people that would will do this? Do they are they just going out there camping? Like just camping, getting getting a good you know influx of the outdoors sort of thing. You know, getting a hit. It seems like there is quite a bit of hunting in Australia, though. Like particularly, there uh, is, bow hunting seems to be on the rise. Yeah, it's just not really promoted well, except for you know the bow hunting community itself. Whereas you come to America and there's like towns with a big sign up saying "Welcome Hunters." You know, it's promoted. It's, really? Yeah, it's not. It's like it's not part of our history in Australia, even though it is. Signs that say "Welcome Hunters" in America. Haven't you seen those? Oh, in signs? America. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, in, in Australia, America. there's none of that. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. So I think it is on the rise. You know, and I think there's like this bit of a trend at the moment. You know, go and kill your own, which right. is good. I love that. Well, that's especially awesome. because Australia has so many non-native species that you can hunt. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean. Phew, you don't ever have to buy meat in Australia. No, no. Do you ever buy meat? If we're eating chicken, yeah, yeah. that's about it. But <laughs> Just the, to mix it up. Yeah, the fridge is full. I fill all my friends' fridges, my family's fridges, stuff Speaking like of that. chicken, what's that mountain lion taste like? Fucking delicious. That's, that's what, what I keep hearing. Like. Yeah. I keep hearing it's delicious. Yeah. And people p- get angry. It's so strange to me how angry people get if you kill a mountain lion. Yeah. Because I think they think that if you kill it, it's different than killing a deer or something that's a normal thing to eat. Yeah. Even more than a bear. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. they get more angry. It's a kitty cat. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, that motherfucker will kill you. Yeah. I had a bunch of people saying, you know, you shouldn't have killed it. I don't see mountain lions like I see deer. I'm fucking no shit. Because if you've seen mountain lions like you've seen deer, there'd be no deer. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You know, I don't know what the numbers are, but there's probably supposed to be like one mountain lion for every 500 deer or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, they eat sne- one a day. Yeah, that's right. And they're a <laughs> sneaky creature. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to see them. They're not like that. Listen, you, you could go your whole life not seeing them and they could be around you all the time yeah definitely that's a fact if you live in the wilderness if you live in montana or you live in colorado and you live in the woods you might see one every few years yeah yeah you might might yeah might see one every few years and they are fucking everywhere yeah i'll see prints all the time but i'll never see a cat like i've actually never seen a cat in the wild except for the one that i hunted and um that's like that story I was telling you before. Like it was eating a calf, but they they typically kill a deer every single day. Yeah, you know, so it's a lot it's, of fucking deer. This the human brain allows us to manage things in a certain way, you know. And it's like these biologists have put all this study and research into, you know, going okay, you can hunt males in this area. So that's all I could hunt where I was. I could only shoot a male. How do you know it's a male? Well, that's when the dogs come in handy. So. Like I've always, ne- I've never really wanted to hunt with dogs because I like to do all the hunting myself. But um, there's a special bond between the hunter and the dogs when you're hunting, that's for sure. And it was actually a really good experience. I really loved it. But a lot of people frown on using dogs. But the best way to to determine the sex is the dogs will track it and the lion will take refuge in a tree, and then you can have a look at his genitals and make sure it's a male. Binoculars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes if they're low enough, you can tell with the human eye. So the first thing we established was, well, 
it was the lion that I wanted the lion that had killed that calf or was eating that calf alive. We end up getting the getting the rancher to come in and he ended up putting the calf out of its misery. It couldn't be saved. And uh, then we put the dogs back on that mountain lion track and they chased him about seven miles and they end up treeing him. We got we marched in and hiked into the tree and ended up determining that it was a male and then um, I ended up shooting and it was a really good death. It was quick. But um if it was a female, we would have had to have left it where we were. Some states aren't like that and counties aren't like that where it can be male and female if the population is too high. What they're trying to do in that part of Colorado is just keep that mountain lion population healthy and how they determined that was by shooting males only. That could change next year. They could have a rise in mountain lion, a decrease in the mule deer and other animals, so they might change that again, but we could only shoot a male. So Yeah, the problem in America... Um particularly in California where they outlawed <clears throat> hunting with dogs is that the perception of using a dog to go after an animal, the perception is that it's not fair. Mm. What people, I mean, this is going to be hard for some people, especially animal lovers to understand, but th- that is the only effective way to hunt for mountain lions because there's no way you're going to sneak up on them. You're just no, not, that's right. you're that's, not going to see them. That's when numbers start to bloom and mm-hmm. other Animals like mule deer and stuff start to plummet, which I've right. heard a lot that's happening in California is the mule deer population's just been decimated because there's no control on the mountain lions. Exactly. Well, they do have control of the mountain lions, but only government employees kill the, the mountain lions. Yeah. They kill, ironically, the same amount of mountain lions they were killing when they were hunting them. That is them. insane. It's insane. Yeah. But instead of people paying money to do it and getting which a Which goes back into conservation. And getting to eat the mountain lion, mm. which I know, again, people are like, what are you talking about eating mountain lion? I'm mm. telling you, folks- I haven't eaten one, but I'm telling you, and you you said it, Brunella said it's one of the most delicious yeah. animals he's ever eaten. Yeah, I wanted to bring you some, but it's actually illegal to bring it in to California. Good thing we always abide by the law, yeah. Adam Greentree. <laughs> exactly. And then- One day I'll try it. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> so then I've cooked it up and I'm feeding it to Kim. Yeah. And I was cooking chicken as well, just in case her and the kids didn't like it. I had chicken on the grill as well. And I served the mountain lion first and they were eating the mountain lion- and I'm like, what do you think of it? And she's like, oh, I've got the chicken. And I'm like, no, you don't. You've got the mountain lion. And it was delicious, dude. It's tender as. I felt like it was a taste between like chicken and pork or chicken and even venison. Like wow. I found it right in the middle there. It's delicious. And I'm not saying everyone should go out and hunt a mountain lion because you can't do that. Right. But there's certain places that you can go and get a tag for the benefit of wildlife and go and hunt a mountain lion. People just have a hard time with the idea that you are somehow or another helping to control the population by killing an animal that yeah. kills other animals. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's the really idea weird. They would rather let nature take its course. but wh- So even if like, like let's go to Africa now. Even if the lion population way outweighed something and was running it to extinction, these people would want to sit back and just let that happen. And it's like humans have got a brain capacity that allows us to study and put research into an animal. That's like actually what would be more healthier for the whole ecosystem would be if we come in and hunt these animals. And what we'll do is we'll charge people a certain tag fee to be able to do that. And we'll put that back into conservation, which will help this animal. And then there's just this beautiful, healthy ball that keeps turning. Yeah. For the people that know it, they respect it and they appreciate it. You know, people like backcountry hunters and anglers and all these different organizations, Rocky Mountain Elk Federation, mm. a lot of different organizations they have in the United States that really appreciate what they're doing to 
promote that 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 idea here in America. Mm. But people that don't hunt and don't don't go into. I mean, it took me years to kind of wrap my head around it and really truly understand it and become educated yeah. as to how it works and I, how wildlife biologists set these standards and yeah. they do it based on healthy populations and how much time they spend doing surveys and analyzing the population, how important it is to, you know, the, these reports mm. that hunters send in to wildlife organizations and the, the Department of Fish and Game. It's really interesting yeah. stuff. And I'm not a blanket killer either because I understand where those people are coming from as well. And yeah, we need a, too, yeah. We need a certain amount of that because it could go the opposite way where it's like, let's just go out and hunt everything and it's right. not the case. If something's not in a good, healthy population, I'm not interested in hunting it at all myself. Of course, yeah. You know, I want to see these animals stay here for forever. I want my kids, 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 kids to be able to see those animals in good, healthy, healthy population. Yeah, like when I hear about limited entry tags for a, like like for moose or something like that, because there's a small number and they'll let a certain amount of people. Oh, what fuck the yeah. fuck did you do, Adam Greentree? <laughs> it's been sitting that there com- for ages. That kombucha's got your uh, name. This on is it, why son. there's a towel here. Um, Has this happened? No, before? I'm a slob. That's why the towels here. I fucking spill everything. I've I've ruined two laptops at least, right? At least two laptops during this show. Um, <laughs> that shit's angry. That's like angry. angry America's angry. dangerous. It is fucking kombucha. GT's Fuck kombucha, you, kombucha is very dangerous. <laughs> Going back to the coffee. Um, if I, I found out like like in some places they have a small amount of moose and they'll let you hunt a moose. But it has to be like one moose and it mm-hmm. has to be over 50 inches and like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I don't want to shoot that moose. How many of them are there? There's yeah. 200 of them? Yeah. Fuck out of here. I'm not yeah. shooting not that thing. Not interested. No. Like, what if what if the winter comes and kills a bunch of them yeah. off? Like, which happens. Mm-hmm. What if wolves move in? Happens. Yeah. And know? that's why these uh, tag limits and that change from year to year as well. Yeah. Like, I've seen them constantly change because they'll do their research or the kill wasn't big enough last year or the winter was too harsh yeah. and, you know, they start limiting tags. Yeah, that's very it, scientific. I think in most cases, in most cases, we've got it right. Yeah, I know? think so too. Mm. Which is one of the reasons why one of my favorite places to hunt is Lanai. Because Lanai is stacked. It's so out of whack. <laughs> With like, fucking Please. spotted little demons that just jump out of the way of arrows <laughs> constantly. It's crazy. Yeah. An animal that evolved to get away from tigers. You can't yeah. believe how fast those goddamn yeah, things crazy, are. Yeah, crazy. And delicious. Yeah. You think it's a? It's it's kind of a weird coincidence that the fastest animal you can hunt is also the most delicious. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. How, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, it's almost like a reward. Maybe because they are delicious, they've yeah. learned to move faster. I think a deer, so, you know, we say jump the string, like when you shoot, yes. like the deer hears the bow go off or mm-hmm. something like that. And we call it jump the string, which you'll know about this, but a lot of people won't. They don't, actually don't jump out of the string when they miss your arrow. They actually drop to bound away. So they yeah. drop, load up their legs and then, then jump, you know, but it's actually the drop. That's when you usually miss them. Well, that moves at over 1,300 feet per second. A really good bow shoots at about 300 feet per second in a hunting situation. So you can't beat them. 1,300 feet feet per second. second, That's how fast they start dropping. God, that's insane. Yeah. Well, the thing about access deer as opposed to any other animal I've ever hunted is they don't just jump the string. They get out of the way. Yeah. They're gone. Like a whole body length. They're gone. just like, yeah. Like you have to, they they have to not know you're there. Yeah, yeah. Like the first one that I killed uh, this season had no idea I was there. No idea. No idea I was there and it was a nice wind. 
So when that arrow hit him, he was quartering away. When that hit him, he had no idea it was coming, and it yep. nailed him perfect. Yeah. Was that our trip or a different yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah. The, that was when I got out of the car, and I saw one 15 minutes into yeah. the hunt. Yeah, big uh, velvet head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try and – it's the same with fellow deer back in Australia. Like, they're really fast off the mark. I'll try and shoot them when they're busy, you know, when they've got other noise happening. They're mm-hmm. raking their antlers. They're stepping forward or something like that. And the few that I shot in Lanai – one was scruffing with another buck, so he was all busy and he didn't move at all and it pegged him. The other one was in high winds in the grass and it had the grass like moving around it and he didn't move. And then the third one was on a really still day and I actually aimed for his heart and he dropped and I ended up hitting him double lungs. Mm. You know, it's just, they're so quick. It's like you need to... Calculate. It, even right at the moment when you're like, I'm going to shoot, it's like you need to wait for something extra to happen. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a great place to get accustomed to stalking and, and, and hunting animals with a bow. Oh, totally. Because the, yeah. the opportunities are so many. Yeah, you blow one, you're like, oh, I'll move on to the next one. There's 20,000 deer and 3,000 people on a tiny little island. Yeah. Did you did you ever go out at night in a car? Like yeah. when you see them yeah. on the side of the road, you're I like, think, what? I think I was in the car with you and there was like 400 yeah, yeah, yeah. coming across the road. And it's just like all these little eyes just going, do, 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 do. It didn't like, even make non-stop. sense. Yeah. It didn't even make sense. And they hire people to go in there with sniper rifles and just take them out yeah. one after another. It's crazy. Yeah. And then something that's always got to me. So like one of the property owners that lives beside my property where I hunt, He'll go out and because deer are vermin in Australia and uh, they've just been declassified. They classified them as game animals for a year or a couple of years. Now they've just declassified them because the numbers are just exploding. So you can shoot them under lights. You can you can do anything. You can feed them. You can bait them. You can do whatever you want. Wow. They well, just want to get rid of them. Yeah. Huh? And uh, so this guy, he raises cattle. And uh, so that's what he has. He'll go out at night and he'll shoot these deer and just leave them right where they lay. Not wow. take any meat off him or anything, but then kill one of his own cattle to fill his freezer and fridge. And the first time he'd actually eaten venison was when I shot a I shot a deer on his property and I cut it up and I actually gave it to him. That was the first time he'd ever eaten venison deer. And I'm like, John, you're like killing your own cattle. This delicious meat sitting right there. There's this wild resource and it's renewable because they fuck each other. They breed. Yeah, and so he's eating his own cattle instead yeah. of selling them. Yeah, and the other thing is. This another way that I've always looked at it is these wild animals are there, whether you like it or not, they're there. Why place another cow or another sheep in the paddock to put strain on the landscape? If you, especially if you're eating your own, why not just go and shoot a deer? It's yeah. a wild animal, and you're doing the ecosystem a service by doing it. And they're some of the most healthy animals delicious. you could ever eat. Yeah. They're delicious. They're super healthy for you. Mm. They're so rich in vitamins and nutrients and protein. And the taste, I prefer it yeah. over everything. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And it's not just the taste, it's that whole feeling thing. Like, I went and got this. Yeah. I earned this. Yeah. I killed this. Yeah. I know where this comes from. You're attached to it. We've yeah. spoken about it before, but when you get meat that's served in a package at the supermarket, that goes through past hundreds and hundreds of people's hands and breaths and stuff like that, you know. And it's just like having sex with Scarlett Johansson in the virtual reality world. <laughs> there you go. You didn't there you go. It. That's the next detachment. <laughs> that's it. The fucking, it's going to be meat. Yeah. Instead of meat, it's going to be sex. That's the next detachment. Well, there's, a, there's these people that are making artificial meat now, or not just artificial. I shouldn't say artificial. It's real meat, but it's meat that's made in a lab. 
and that's the I don't know what they're calling it, ethical meat or whatever the fuck they're calling it, but it's the future of, of meat production. And, you know, this is making animal rights people very excited because they're basically going to have just lab meat. That's so fucking... Yeah, so you know what's going to happen? No mm. more cows, no more domestic pigs, no more... The shit that they love. Yeah. Like, the reason that cow's there is because there's a demand for meat. Yeah. So that cow gets a life because there's meat, right? Yeah. No one's going to let these cows and sheep and domestic pigs and shit run around on their landscape and take up real estate if there's no market for them. Well, pigs are the weirdest one because pigs, like uh, my friend Whitney Cummings, she adopted a pig that, where, where, where'd she get that pig? I think it was from the fire, right? Yeah. And she actually wound up driving it to Texas. She drove in her car 24 hours. She's a fucking maniac when it comes to animals i think her and her fiance drove to texas with this fucking pig to drop it off at this pig shelter and damn dude when you she's with that pig that thing is like a dog might as well be my dog yeah I mean, just like hanging out oh they're an intelligent sweet. animal yeah but when they get loose and they're out in the wild Boy, they fucking breed three, four oh, times yeah. a year. Yeah. They'll have big piles of piglets, and those piglets will destroy. They eat everything in yeah. sight. They're, They're omnivorous. Absolutely devastating They're devastating to the ecosystem. For everything. They're yeah, devastating to plants yeah. and ground nesting birds, animals, everything. They yeah, eat yeah. everything in front of them. Yeah. They're pigs. Yeah. And I don't hate them. No. Like, I don't hate them. I no. love pigs. I think they're an unreal yeah. animal. But the bigger picture is they need to be controlled. They can't go out there and just ruin the you know, our ecosystem like that. Well, there's, you're seeing it in Texas. Texas is probably, in the United States, is the biggest example of what happens when, or the best example of what happens when these feral mm. hogs are just completely out of control. They just devastate these uh, agricultural farms. Yeah. You know, they have these farms, and they're just getting destroyed. Yeah. I mean, and it's I've all the wildlife, the- other wildlife as well, because they eat frogs and they'll mm-hmm. eat lizards and they'll, oh, yeah. anything that's on the ground that's edible, they'll eat it. Yeah. Um, I wrote an article years ago. It was called uh, uh, Killer at the Pass. It was a place in Australia and the, the property owners, like the ranchers, called me up and they said, you need to come out and shoot some of the foxes. Like they're devastating our lambs. And, uh, I ended up going out there, and when I was driving in with the four-wheel drive at night with the high beams on, I seen this massive big black and white ball walking between the flock of sheep with a lamb in its mouth. There was this wow. pig, and it had got a taste for meat, and it happens all the time. Like, So a big boar, especially a mature animal, will get a taste for meat in harsher conditions, and they'll just stick to meat after that. And uh, I ended up catching up with this pig the next morning and shot it with the bow. It actually attacked me. The first shot wasn't perfect, and it charged me, and I ended up, like, stabbing it to death. <laughs> I was on a slope like this on the mountain. Jesus. And it was really a battle. Like, and he ended up hooking the bow out of my hand because when he charged me, I put an arrow on and shot and just went down one side and, like, hit one lung. And it just infuriated this boar, and he was on me. And um, when I was fending him off with the bow, his tusk went into the bottom limb of the bow or the cam or something like that and ripped the bow out of my hand. And I end up getting my knife off me and I end up like stabbing this pig while it was like trying to run me over. Holy shit. How big was it? It was a big boar. It was like big meat and meat eating boar like this. And uh, like how many pounds? Oh, fucking big. That's how many pounds? 300? Probably not 300. 200? Our mountain boars just get real solid. Yeah, probably 200 or something like that. And uh, anyway, I end up stabbing this thing to death. <laughs> and. When I end up cutting it open, its whole insides, like its whole stomach was like lamb's hocks, like the feet, the bottom of the feet where they can't swallow and skulls and just like little bits of uh, 
wool and stuff like that. Wow. He'd just been going around and just picking these lambs off and killing them. Wow. Yeah, and it's a really known occurrence in Australia now that if things get harsh, they'll just go, they'll just, because they're, they're just absolutely ruthless. They'll just walk right between the sheep and just fucking grab a lamb, walk off of it, chew it up and eat it. <laughs> but anyway, first thing in that morning that I found was a pig spew, and it was like this fucking spew like this, and it was the same as lambs, hocks, and it was What's like a spew? bits of vomit. Oh. You don't say spew in America? Yeah, you do, but I wasn't. I thought maybe okay. it meant something else to you. Yeah. We're fucking spewing, mate. Yeah, spew. Yeah. <laughs> spew. I spewed out. Yeah, yeah spewed out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened at Disney yesterday. Fucking Walt Disney <laughs> spewed all over me. So they it just threw up bones and just shit? Just threw up bones and stuff that it couldn't digest, but yeah, <sighs> end up yeah, lamb killer at the park. It's a destructive animal, and they're so ruthlessly efficient in terms of like how much food they can yeah. eat. So a deer will walk along, and it will pick... You know, this, it will just pick the tops off grass and the mm-hmm. grass regrows, you know. A pig will go through and eat that grass and it will turn it over and eat the roots and everything as well. Causes, causes a lot of erosion and then there's no regrowth because there's no roots in the ground. Because they're greedy pigs. They're greedy pigs. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, You know they're the number one cause of death on farms? Really? Yeah, apparently with uh, domestic animals, uh, people falling into pig pens. And just into them. They just, yeah, yeah. they just devour. And, you know, when you're dealing with these giant domestic pigs, mm. they get fucking huge. Massive, yeah. Yeah, hundreds of pounds. Yeah, in like western New South Wales when times get tough, which is like seems to be fucking all the time now. But um, they'll get so desperate. Like you'll shoot a pig, you're going through for the farmer and you're just shooting them. You're not even really taking any meat off them because they're like – they're they're eating meat themselves and they're like skin and bones and disgusting it's more of like a cull mission and you'll come back in the afternoon and that pig will be completely skin and bones because the other pigs just get in there and just and you'll hear them you'll just hear them just scream and it's the most god-awful sound there is they cannibalize they cannibalize yeah I was in uh, Tahoe Ranch, and we were walking by this really high grass. The grass was like five foot high, and you, we were only like maybe ten yards away from these pigs fighting. Mm. And I, and I said to Ranella, I said, "Now come on, man, if you didn't know that those were pigs, if I told you there was demons in that grass, yeah. you would you would oh, completely yeah. believe it." Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, gone ballistic. <laughs> were you it hunting like them? Something, yeah, it sounded oh, like something the best from Lord of the when Rings. You're yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. But it sounded like Lord of the Rings. It sounded yeah. like some horrific scene, <laughs> a <orc>. monster movie. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like an orc. Yeah. It really did. I mean, they're, they're, it's just, how is that the same animal as those cute little things that Whitney Cummings is yeah, yeah, around with? Yeah, totally. Because the one that she had was like all fluffy and sitting in her bed. Yeah, cute. Loving and it. She taught it how to go outside, to go was to the bathroom. Was it a pygmy pig? No, it was a pig. That was the other thing she told me. Apparently, those little pigs are not real. All they are is just underfed. Yeah, right. That's pretty fucking That's wrong. fucked up. Like yeah. when those people have those little tiny pigs, she's like, that's not real. Yeah. They're just, oh, it's a baby pig. It's a tiny little pig. It's just going to stay tiny. No. If you don't feed it, <laughs> it'll <laughs> stay tiny. Like that's How about what, when, uh, remember when they had the kittens in the jars? I think it was a what? Japanese thing or something. What? You'd never seen that? No. They had the, they were like a little glass jar and they'd have a cat in the glass jar what? i think i think they're always fake but people were advertising it like this is how you can have your cat <laughs> holy fuck look that up jamie Keep reckon the this is like gonna explode that's against. real there you go fucking oh, kitty cat not, no they're fake those fake. ones that's fake oh what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> look at that thing's eyes okay some of those look real 
So is it just for fun? Just, okay. Oh, they're, they're just for fun. Just no, kittens. I thought there was some real ones where they had the <sighs> lid on them and everything. Well, you can guarantee someone's There you go, done those that. fuckers that have got their face blurred out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they they apologize for stuffing a kitten in a jar. Sorry. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah, people are capable of incredible cruelty. Yeah, that's why we need the other end of things. That's why I say I can understand it. You know, yeah. you need that other, like I'm not extreme where I'm just like hunt everything, but right. I'm sure there's a few people out there like that. I've never met them where they just like kill everything. Then you need the other extreme where it's like, no, all animals are sacred. Don't touch any animals. You know, they can't be killed, you know, and then try and find that middle ground where you're like, well, that's fucking ridiculous and that's ridiculous. This is where I am. I couldn't know. agree more. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of those animal rights people, they it comes from a good place. Mm. Yeah, that's how they, I feel too. Yeah, yeah, they care about animals. It comes from a good place, but their understanding of population control and wildlife management and just the reality of, of human beings, it just they I just don't think they're getting it. Yeah. Like with the mountain lion thing, one of the things that they found with mountain lions in California is that almost fifty percent of their diet is domestic pets. Mm. There's go to nature is metal. Go to naturesmetal.com, my all-time favorite Instagram page. So the mountain lion <laughs> I think he adapts. got his page back. Either he got his page back or they, or he had to open up another one. But that guy has the most fucked up. Instagram's sensitizing some shit at the moment. They, they, Kim, Kim had a uh, video. It's only like a 15, 20-second video of her. It was carrying a white-tailed deer out in Texas. There was no blood on it or nothing. You couldn't see that it had been gutted or anything like that. And uh, they removed it said it was violence okay this is nature is metal underscore this is the backup account i don't you follow it though but the, yeah the other account's not up anymore i well click on the the most recent one that lion image when is that from december yeah 20. december 20 no it's new back up. it's okay. new see if they're back up. main page try to back. yeah don't go to nature is metal underscore just go to nature is metal um oh metal i thought it said yeah. mental Metal, like metal, yeah. Um, so that's it, that's the real one. So scroll up, uh, keep going, and that's it right there with the car. This is the quick and the dead. This is uh, a Florida panther in this guy's driveway, snatches up a house pet. Watch this shit. This is what the fuck you have. <laughs> this is what the fuck happens. So this guy's got his uh security camera running. Bam. Oh, damn, that's a wrap. It's a wrap, little fella. Is that a dog or a cat? Fuck, it nearly looks like a... It's a cat. It's a kitty cat. Yeah, kill the cat. Everyone likes a bit of pussy. Hey, there's uh How dare you? There's a, there's a growing population of these things. They're endangered, but they're there. And, uh, you know, basically... I mean, it's a subspecies, I guess, but it's basically the same thing as a mountain lion. Yeah, right. Look at them. I, so the cats. first time I did a little bit of research, in Google it just comes up that uh, cougars are endangered in America. Mm -hmm. and But when you start looking into it, they're not at all. They're on the least concern list in America because the, the population's thriving. Yeah. And then when I spoke to uh, DNR in Colorado about, you know, the, the cougar as well, they were saying that their population's continued to rise, even with the tags that they've given out. Their po population just continues to rise. So. Yeah. And without dogs, you're just not going to hunt them. I mean, the, the way the people, no, that's right. Yeah, you might get lucky and stumble across yeah. one that's not paying attention to you. And I'd you get love a shot to. At them. You'd want to have limitless time, though. You know, yeah. like to actually 
that's the difference, you know. Yeah. I'd like to have limitless time and then just be like, okay, I'm dedicating a whole month to stalking cougars, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the knock on bear hunting as well. Uh, bear hunting in the 1990s, they outlawed um, dogs in California. You can still mm -hmm. hunt black bears. I guess black bears are more accepted as a nuisance if the population grows because, you know, they'll, they'll find your garbage. Yeah. And then once they... People see them as well. But you know, it's not just that once they find your garbage, like, that's where they go. They keep coming back. Day yeah. in, day out. Yeah. They're, 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 they have a pattern and they, they develop these habits. But they stopped using bears, uh, stopped using dogs rather to hunt bears in California, and then they stopped using baiting. So those two things are illegal. There's no baiting and there's no dogs, so good luck bear hunting. Yeah, yeah. Especially with a bow. Yeah, pretty and, tough. Yeah. Yeah. The baiting one's another one. Like, people don't like baiting, and I get it. You know, we've done it. It's 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 not the same. No, it's not the same. It doesn't yeah. feel, it's not as good. Yeah. I did it that one time with you. Yeah. And then, and I was sort of like that, it was... It was still good. It was still cool. You yeah. know, and there's a tag in place and there's a conservation act in place, but it just, I've, I've got no desire to go back. So right. I've done that now. That's cool. And that conservation is very important yeah. for the elk population, the moose Definitely. population, the deer population, because they, they kill an estimated 50% of all moose calves, mm. elk calves, deer fawns. It's all black bears. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and they're cannibals too. They kill cubs. Yeah, crazy. <sighs> I watched this one the other day because you hear people like, if a bear charges me, I'll climb a tree. And the black bear <laughs> climbs a tree like, I mean, fucking high, like dude. runs it. R you've seen it. Yeah, they And then run there's up the a cinnamon tree. black bear and she's got cubs and she goes so fast up that, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. You can't climb up a tree to get away from a bear. Yeah. Just get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, you're done. The big ones just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But they can still they do can it. They can still do it. Yeah, yeah, they can still do it. Like, the yeah. idea is like, oh, the big ones won't chase you up a tree. Yeah. When you <sighs> see the speed that they go up a tree, then you can imagine the speed that they come across land. Yeah. <sighs> you know, and it's just like, because I, I always say, I always tell people about that one that was sleeping on an elk kill that I had, a grizzly. We, we showed that video the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We showed it on the podcast right. the other day. And I remember I yelled at that grizzly, the one that was sleeping on the elk carcass, and it fucking disappeared so fast and quietly, dude. And I'm like, if you don't have eyes on one coming at you, you don't know it's going to come at you until no. you hit, until it's on you, fucking eating your face well, off. Well, their pads are so soft. Yeah. The pads of their feet are so soft in order to sneak up on things. Mm. I remember the first time I went uh, bear hunting with Cam, and one was walking in. He goes, right there, right there, right there. And I turned to look. I'm like, it's not making any noise. He's like, they're so quiet. Oh, this is that video, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Look at it going tree. up, running, dude, galloping up the tree. Running. Yeah. And Some fucking scary shit. It doesn't stop there either. It ends up fucking coming. Hang on, too. And that's a black bear with cubs. So you can imagine that situation with the grizzly and her cubs. So fucking scary. And so that's a color phase. That and, looks like a color phase. And the one black. on the top is the black bear. Yeah. Is the cub? No, that's a. It looks like a full grown black bear. The color phase has got a cub back up the mountain with her. Yeah, that's some crazy oh, shit. Fucking, oi, oi, crocodiles don't fucking climb trees. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard they don't. <laughs> when are we doing this? Someone started the petition, eh? Fucking Joe Rogan needs to hunt Australia. <laughs> yeah, you keep trying to get me out there. You got snakes too, though, bro. You yeah, got spiders and okay, shit. Okay, let's fucking, let's go over some shit here. The whole season in Australia, the whole season in Australia, I've seen two snakes. One of them not poisonous, 
like a red belly black snake, not going to harm you, a friendly snake. Lava one, a barely poisonous snake. The Bare- whole season barely. in Australia. What does that mean? Barely. Ba- not very poisonous. <laughs> Might kill a kid or a dog. Spiders you guys have, though. The they're audience, fucking... No, no. This giant. They're fucking hunters. They're not the going to hurt body. you. Thank you. Talk to them. <laughs> fucking stay out of it. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you about is the thylacine, the uh, Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. I read that there, there was credible reports by people in the woods that they might have seen one. I wish... I don't think so, though. But it's so remote, right? There's, there's so many cameras now. There's guys with scouting cameras right. that are putting it over deer wallows and stuff, like places that they would come mm. in the drink. It was a big animal, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. How big did they get? Like 100 pounds, something like that? Something like that. Might be a bit bigger than that. What a cool-looking animal, oh, too. Oh, dude. And like their mouths co- come yeah. open like this. There it like. is. Scientists hunt for extinct Tasmanian tiger after sightings in Australia. Yeah, that's probably what I saw. I wish. The... What is Vicks. that article from? What year? Last, Scroll last up. Last year, 2017. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. A so, lot of the extinction was driven from people, right? So yeah. like, because they're fucking meat eaters, so they'd come in and start eating sheep or whatever. They'd get shot by farmers and right. stuff like that, which is a shame. And I'm sure they didn't realize how doing it at the time, but that, you know, they pushed them to extinction. You know, if there's one thing that we should bring back from extinction, if we, if it's possible, I believe they should be brought back. If it's possible, right? Yeah. If they have some DNA, because, uh, I mean, they would, do, I it believe. would be nice to have some sort of an animal yeah. like that that could knock down some of the populations totally. of kangaroos yeah. and deer. They probably, <laughs> they probably wouldn't. They'd probably just come in and devastate, like, livestock, livestock populations yeah. and it's people's pets. It's all fenced pets. in. <laughs> but <laughs> but it is a shame. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. But let me get back to why you need to come uh, to Australia. Two snakes all year in Australia. And fucking 17 snakes in the first month in America, dude. <sighs> 17. Aaron Schneider got bit the other day. Did he? Yeah, shit. bit his boot. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think he was in North Carolina or some shit. I forget where he was, somewhere in the south. And My buddy Jace. Struck his boot. We, so this was the first hunt that I did when I come to America. We flew into Idaho and we drove straight down to southern Colorado to hunt pronghorn. And we're driving into the property at like... 2 a.m. in the morning and there's a pronghorn just standing on the side of the road you know it's just like it's dazed you know so my buddy jace pulls up he walks over to it and like literally touches it on the head like it's like it's just like walking down the road and we're like did it get hit by a car next minute i see him jump back a rattlesnake had bit the pronghorn and he stood he had a leg on either side of the rattlesnake and it striked him it actually striked him twice it missed both times wow and i had to keep questioning him like did that bite you and he's like nah nah i'm like have a think about it did it fucking bite you and he's like nah it didn't because i watched it in the headlights go for him twice (laughs) and uh once we set up camp we went back there and that pronghorn was dead it had killed that pronghorn wow yeah I'm like, fuck America. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck America. Australia is so much safer. A friend of mine was uh, hiking and he almost stepped on uh, a rattlesnake and he jumped back and then realized there was a nest of them. Holy shit. And there was little ones surrounding them. They were all over the place. He was like, fuck. He was just jumping, hopping around one leg after another. Crazy. Yeah. I actually had. Apparently that happens all the time. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> and tarantulas there, dude, everywhere. There was just tarantulas walking over the ground everywhere. It was Look so at this. fucking cool. A bold, the bold effort to prove the Tasmanian tiger is still out there. Wildlife biologist Forrest Galante has brought one species back from the dead, and he wants to do the same with the Tasmanian tiger. What the fuck has he brought back from the dead, this goddamn Frankenstein? 
uh, unable to play the the Cuban solenodon is one of the most curious animals on the planet. Small shrewd shrewd must be shrew like oh, creature. It's a mammal is a mammal, but a highly venomous one. Fuck wow. yeah, bring that back. Mm-hmm. Released it in America. Was a specimen found that was thought to be lost forever. Then unexpectedly, three were caught just a few years later. The extinct species marked on. So that may be uh, the case with the Tasmanian tiger. Hmm. It'd be awesome. I hope so. Okay, so here it is. Uh, Galante is a wildlife biologist, made his life mission to search for animals that have wrongly been deemed extinct, and among those species on his list is the Tasmanian tiger. Uh, da, 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 da. The difficulty leads to an easy... Uh, like, who the fuck has seen one? Sc- keep scrolling. See if anybody, like, legit yeah. seen one. He's been traveling around the world searching for evidence of species like Tasmanian devil, uh Pachylemur. And the Newfoundland white wolf still exists. Hundreds of species deemed extinct worldwide annual, annually. This process isn't foolproof, and every now and then animals are rediscovered after they were thought to be gone forever. But proving the animal still out there is no easy feat. Hmm. I wonder. Huh. I hope so. It's yeah. Cool. Captured footage of a Zanzibar leopard, which is thought to be extinct for 25 years due to persecution by local hunters in the Zanzibar archipelago in Tasmania. Tanzania, rather, excuse me. Wow. That would be fucking pretty dope if they actually did find that thing. It's a cool-looking animal, you know? Yeah, they can't be in good numbers anymore, I know that much. Must be tiny, tiny numbers. Yeah. Like an animal like that, like, where did they live? Tasmania. That's where the Tasmanian tiger? And Tasmania is where? Down the bottom of Australia. The bottom. Yeah, is so it, it's, a, it? it's a separate island. Oh. But it's that tiny little triangle that's down the bottom. Absolute beautiful island. Like That's the only place they lived? I believe so. How big is the yeah, island? They, actually, they might have been on the mainland, and I think that's where the sightings have been. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's big. Tassie. How big is that place? I don't know. Fucking big enough. They don't, they don't allow any bow hunting there, so I've never gone. Do they allow hunting? Yeah, I think you can hunt with a gun for fellow deer. Why do they make you use a gun? I don't fucking know. Australia's got some weird rules with uh, guns. Oh, yeah. You guys, yeah. like, have, uh, they bought up all the guns after a mass shooting, right? Is that what happened? Well, not all of them. If you were a license holder, like a shooter, you had a shooter's license, and you had a reason to have a gun, then you could still keep your guns. So you had to be like a member of a gun club. I don't own any guns, but you had to be a member of a gun club. I don't own any guns in Australia. Mm. Uh, you had to be a member of a gun club have or have permission on a property where you're hunting and stuff like that to, to keep your guns. It's, they, they keep trying to make it tighter and tighter. I think it's tight enough mm. because criminals are going to get what they want. Right. You know, it's like how many people have been killed with a baseball bat? Fucking heaps. Are you going to ban baseball bats? Right. How many people have been killed with a kitchen knife? You're going to ban kitchen knives? So I think if you've got a legitimate reason to have a gun, you know, like you don't have a criminal record, you don't have a mental illness or something like that, you should have a right to have a gun. Right. So you do basically do a safety course and training in Australia, and if you've got that reason to have a rifle, then you can have it. No semi-automatics. Um, there's a bunch of rifles and there's a bunch of guns that you can't have in Australia. It's pretty much like bolt action, lever action. And those rules might have changed as well. I'm no expert on it, obviously. Mm. Whereas in America, every fucking one's got a gun. Eh? Yeah. Like everyone I meet's got a gun. I've got a gun too. Yeah. Because if everyone else has got a gun, I want a fucking gun too. <laughs> it's true. Isn't it true? 
And my guns for protection when I go into the wilderness for bears right. or if I'm fucking in some weird destination and someone comes in and tries to fucking rape or murder my family, I'm going to use it. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's just funny like that. But it's crazy to think, and I know it changes from place to place, that, you know, anyone could have a gun. Because, yeah. you know, it's like you're right. And to a certain degree, I agree with that. But as, as well... I think you lose that right. If you've got a criminal record, you've got a mental illness or something like that, then fuck. Yeah, exactly. We want good guys with guns, not bad guys with guns. But banning guns isn't going to stop the bad guys from having guns. Well, at this point, it's like trying to take pee out of the pool. Yeah, it's fucking so... There's just too many of them. How? When you you hunt in Australia, you're not allowed to use a bolt-action rifle? You can use a bolt-action rifle. You can. It's like the automatic, semi-automatics. Oh, like an AR? You could use an AR? Yeah, I think pump actions are being taken out now, things Mm. like that, yeah. Huh. Yeah, because I would feel like, especially with population control, something like fallow deer, if you have that many of them, I know there's places that are just erupting with them, you would have to shoot them, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you're going to put A lot of places, it's like the whole Californian thing, you know. They're still getting killed, but it's just a professional hitman that's doing it now. There's not the recreation behind it. And in Australia, a lot of the times, they like a good example is actually across the pond in New Zealand where they're like, fuck, we need to shoot 30,000 tar, you know, the tar that live in the mountains there. And because they're introduced, tar are introduced. And uh, I don't think there was a lot of hunters arguing at the time and no one was really arguing that we needed to shoot some tar, but we weren't like fucking shoot 30,000 of them because they shoot them from a helicopter and they leave them rot on the mountain. Yeah. They don't use any of it. It's just a massive waste of resource. You know, and it's like you, they're never going to eradicate them all anyway. And why would re- they, why they want to shoot thirty thousand of them? Well, they're introduced for starters, right? And fucking politicians work off money and fucking having a job to do, so they make a lot of these things up. You know, but I would think that the money would be in higher or people paying to go hunt them. Some of these towns live off hunters. Like the yeah. only reason that town is there, like all their income is hunters coming in and hunting these destinations. And, uh, well, that's the reason why the animals are there in the first place yeah. in, in New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. New Zealand, they were all introduced as by wealthy Europeans. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to make it like a hunting destination. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is so crazy. They just threw a bunch of yeah, animals yeah. on the island. <laughs> this is our playground. Yeah, yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. Well, New Zealand is ha- happy for it now because they've got something to hunt. They've got game animals. Yeah. But um, if they're truly causing that much damage, then yes, obviously, like thin out the population. But why not get hunters involved to do it? Why not promote right. hunting, you know, where the meat gets used, you know, where, the, where it's done properly? properly and you know it benefits the communities and well there's a lot of hunting destinations in new zealand where people go to that are high fence places which is a little weird yeah because they're like just i mean even if it's a couple hundred acres or a couple thousand acres they're fenced in and the animals aren't going anywhere it's just different it's like what we're talking about before where there's like shallow fun yeah like i've never done it but i'd see that as like a shallow fun and Mm -hmm. then there's meaningful funds fucking walk the mountain Find your own spot. Yeah. You know? Well, be actual, actually go into the wild. Don't fence the wild in and make it the not wild. Mm. Don't make it the domestic. Yeah, yeah. The, hard if- bit, the hard bit about saying that you're a cockhead if you do it is it benefits some wildlife. Like there's oh, yeah. gazelle and shit that have been brought back from the concern list or nearly extinction because sure. of high fence operations like in Texas and Africa. Oh, yeah. So it's like I suppose it has got its place, but it's just – there's different to- there's different sorts of hunters. Well, there's yeah. also different sizes of these partitions. So, like, mm. if you're in a place like there's some places in Texas that are ten thousand acres, like, 
look, that's so far beyond that animal's wild range mm. that you might as well be in a wild, even if there's a, a fence, you know, 80 miles in that direction, when yeah. the fuck are you ever going to get to that fence yeah, if yeah. you're a deer? You're yeah. not going to. Yeah, it's true. I think I'm, maybe I'm a little bit closed mind on it. It's the no, same it's, thing it to is, me. It's like ideologically the mm. same thing. I yeah. agree with you. It feels, I've... You know, I've seen those places. It seems weird. Yeah. It's like Jurassic Park. You go through these giant gates, and inside those animals are fenced in. They're never getting out. Yeah, yeah. You know they're in there. Yeah. There's no mystery. No, that's right. right. There's no yeah. mystery. That's what yeah. it is. And I like I like the failure in hunting as much as I like the success, if you call, like, killing an animal the success bit. Yeah. You know, I like that, the opportunity, and you do everything in your fucking power still. You work your ass off, you know, you fucking feet are bleeding if if they have to to get to the end of it but i like the idea that you can still fail on a hunt and i like failing on a hunt sometimes because it makes you realize fuck this is yeah. hard so the next time imagine everything you shot at you just smoked right. i'd fucking give it away in a day right i wouldn't be interested anymore yeah. well like it'd be that, like farming that's right i you like that failure know. because it makes you realize how fucking awesome it is when you get something. Well, it also, it's different between hunting and any other way that you get meat because, yeah. because it is so difficult and it requires skill, planning, intelligence. You have to mm. have knowledge. You have to know how to play the wind. You have to know when to move, when to not move. It's a, a tactical situation where you have to use the right tactics to get in on this animal. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to smell you or hear you or see you. There's so much involved in mm. it that's not involved if you're just acquiring meat any yeah. other way. And that's what it should take, too, because yeah. we're taking an animal's life. So yes. it should take that effort, you know, and it's like yeah. you put so much heart and soul into it that even when you, if you cut the meat up and it's like ruddy and tough, you're like, fuck, this is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were talking yeah. about your elk hunt in New Mexico this year and how difficult it was. And you, were, you guys were out there for over a month. Yeah. 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 Well, we did. We did uh, Oregon. We did New Mexico and we did Montana for elk and we're just like busting our ass the whole time, you know, and then I ended up getting one. The, it was like the one – I actually really just wanted Kim to get a shoot a bull, her first bull, you know, because she's been going at it. And uh, the one afternoon that she took off because she was doing some homeschooling with the kids and trying to get on top of all that, the – perfect opportunity popped up and I ended up shooting this bull and then we never had a good opportunity again you know yeah which sucked but the thing is that's made her hungrier for it next this season you know like she realizes how hard it is how difficult it is and she'll yeah. appreciate it much more that's what it should be well it's cool that she is determined that mm. it's not discouraging her that, mm. that the difficulty oftentimes for a lot of people that difficulty because it's you know you're, you're out there seven days ten days your feet are killing you you're yeah. exhausted and you're like i just gonna go to the fucking super yeah yeah totally yeah. i'm gonna get a <laughs> rifle <laughs> yeah kim's actually you know? a really good example of what a lot of your audience would be because kim's really been that city girl mm -hmm. you know like that's that's just been her life you know and yeah. then i had it took about seven years to convince her to eat fucking venison game meat really yeah yeah wow. and how i did it was um i shot a deer and it was just a, like a nice healthy young deer and i cut the back straps in the cutlets i think you guys call them tomahawk steaks mm -hmm. or, yeah. like, so we call them cutlets i cut it in the cutlets and it just looked like lamb cutlets dude and i cooked up these lamb cutlets and i served it and she fucking loved it like her and the kids were just like this is delicious i think i actually only had my eldest boy hunter at the time like this is delicious and they loved it and then i'm like 
that's venison. That's deer. Because it was just the images I hated. They right. had no idea what the meat tastes like. She the had no idea. Of shooting a cute little deer. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? And now it's the opposite where she doesn't feel as comfortable eating an animal that she doesn't know about. Mm. You know, because if, if we put venison in the fridge, freezer, like it either goes past just Kim's hands or my hands. That's it. You know where the animal come from. You know that it was healthy. You know everything like that. Yeah. And And then cooking it and eating it. And she feels a lot more... And I'm not trying to put anyone down that buys meat because, like I said, I still buy meat too and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the population of the world. It demands that. But there's something that you don't feel as guilty about cooking your own meat. Yeah. There's some sort of connection there that goes way beyond my birth. Yeah. You know, where it's like a real connection with hunting and eating the meat. My littlest daughter loves fishing, loves it, and loves that we go fishing together mm. and we caught yellowtail in uh, Hawaii nice. and then cooked it. Well, yeah. uh, had the chef actually cook it and turn. Uh, we, we stayed at a hotel and, you know, the, you bring it to the chef in the, at the restaurant and he would, made sashimi out of it mm. and made uh, ceviche and it was so good. But she loves it. She just loves it. She caught something and brought it in. And she wants everyone to know that you're eating something that she caught. Yeah, you know, and she's yeah, eating. yeah. That's a, it's it's so it's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a good feeling. Well, it's also I'm connecting her with the what what a fish is. You know, mm. you go. She likes sushi. She's had sushi before. Now she's having sushi that she was there when the thing died. Yeah. She caught it. She pulled it out of the ocean. You know, we took the hook out of its mouth. We filleted it. Like the whole awesome. deal. She yeah. saw. She saw every step of the way. Mm. You know, so you think there's still like a connection in people that's like it like sparks up again when they do something because we've done that for so long, forever, forever. I think when you catch a fish, when it's on the like the excitement, mm. like it doesn't necessarily even make sense if there's not some sort of a genetic component to it. Yeah, because the excitement is so visceral, yeah, so yeah. like it's genetic. Yeah, it's without in, that, it's like what do you do? I'm pulling in a line. It's got yeah. some weight on it. Something spinning, you know, twiggling Dude, on the she's end. Freak- First of all, she wouldn't let anyone help her mm. she like wanted to do it her she's That's fucking awesome. eight and she's got a 10 pound yellowtail and this yeah. thing and i'm helping her by holding on to the rod yeah. that's all i'm doing because so it's gonna get yanked water. out of her hand <laughs> you know so i'm holding the rod to make sure it doesn't and she's got two hands on the crank and she's but she wouldn't give up i go well, do you want me to help you she's like no that's awesome yeah she's so determined because when she did do it and brought it in the thrill was so powerful mm. she wanted to be the one that brought it in yeah it's so cool yeah i really believe there's like this ancient connection 100 percent. yeah and it's like with hunting you know i do a hunting a lot now so it's i feel like i'm in my element but even the first time that i shot something and i was cutting it up for meat it was, I felt so comfortable doing it straight yeah. away. And it's like, I've, it's, it was like I've done this a million times before. A know? lot of people say the same thing. A lot mm. of people say the same thing. That Brian Callen, in fact, said the same thing. And he and I went hunting for the first time. And he's like, it just seems like something we've always done. Mm. Like it's, There's a memory in our DNA. I mean, this is how we've survived. It was yeah. a, a, a great thrill if you, caught, if you shot a deer you know, 10,000, 20,000 years ago, and you managed to bring that back to the village, like, mm. holy shit, everybody's eating good. Yeah. We're going to get by. We're going to survive our children. Yeah. We're going to get nutrition. Yeah. There's you know? this deep and meaningful feeling, and it's not like you shot something, you're like, yeah, yeah, I fucking shot it. No. It's well, you not fe- that feeling. No, you you feel excited. You feel exci- you you like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But it's a different kind of excitement. It's uh, it's s- s- sustenance. 
you're you're going to get nutrients mm-hmm. you're going to feed your family you're going to and it's all because you did it the way you did it especially bow hunting you know how difficult it is mm-hmm. and you pulled it off there's this thrill of success and then there's this deep connection with your meat you know when i get an elk i i love eating that stuff so when when i get one I'm like now, yeah. okay, good. Now I've got meat. I've got meat for months, yeah. and I've, my my friends have meat. I have a fucking, I have a gang of comedian <laughs> friends that are eating elk all the yeah, time awesome. now because uh, you know I give them sausages and steaks, yeah. and I teach them. Like my friend Tom Papa, he uh, I've I've taught him how to like cook elk roasts. You know, like he, he calls, he's like, what, what do I do? I'm like, you got to keep it low and slow. You want like mm. 275 degrees, get it to an internal temperature, around 135, somewhere around then. Then you pull it, sear it on the outside, let it sit for 10 minutes. He calls me up like a couple hours later, holy shit. Awesome. I'm like, yeah. yeah. That ain't like any anything it's, else you're going to eat funny. anywhere. It's because the hunt starts, well, the hunt probably starts here for you because you practice and shoot your target. And then you go through all the preparation, you go through the hunt, you're successful, you kill the animal. The hunt doesn't end at killing the animal. No. That hunt continues to go and t- like you're eating that animal on your plate. Yeah. Like that's the feeling that I get. You know, it's like, and that, that sometimes I'm like, it's like, why do people call me a hunter? I'm just a human. This is a human thing to do. Right. Like go out, catch your own, cook it, eat it, survive. It is weird that it's so it's rare now. Yeah, it's so how uh, rare is it in Australia, like population wise? I don't know. Fuck all. There's not a lot of hunters. I feel like there is because I'm in hunt the hunting community, so right. I know a lot of hunters. But if I go to any given person's house, that's not most of my friends are hunters as well now. But if say I go to one of Kim's friends' houses, there's no hunters in that house. Right. You know, and then I'll go to a workplace. There's no hunters in that workplace. Like, it doesn't come up. No one's, they're like, oh, it's so weird that you, what you do, you know. It's not, it's not like that. Even though it's a part of my family's heritage, like, um, like my grandfather, he'd go out trapping. My uncles would go out trapping. My dad would do a bit of hunting, not bow hunting. It was different, you know. It's, and it was almost like it wasn't even called hunting back then. That's what I always think about our ancestors. Like hunting's like almost like a modern word that we made up. Yeah. Because it would have just been something they do. It would have just been normal. Well, yeah. you're hunting, but like, everybody does Exactly. It. When you yeah. wash your clothes, do you call yourself a clothes washer? Pull this thing in front of you so it doesn't, no, like this way. You're gutted under your chin. Do now. I? I like yeah, that. It's, it's going to sound weird. Um, That's better. There you go. See, clear. Yeah, it's like if you wash your clothes. Yeah, do you call a clothes your... washer? Yeah, no, fuck no. <laughs> you're a fucking person. Everyone washes clothes <laughs> unless you're a dirty prick. You know, everyone does that. But because people know that I hunt, like people will find me. Like in, like uh, if there's a guy like somewhere and, you know, like he wa- wants to meet me somewhere. It's mm. like the first thing that comes up almost exclu- like, like instantly we know each other. Yeah. Like, dude, you bow hunt? Yeah, like, yeah. You bow hunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bow hunt. It's oh, crazy. All right, cool. Yeah. Where do you go? I was like, oh, you know, we go to New Mexico every year. Oh, cool. You None of your fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, you and John Dudley had that talk about <laughs> public spots. And uh, you're like, because um, I agree, it's not your, like, you don't own it. Like, oh. everyone owns public land. Yeah. But uh, I'll take this story back up for John. But um, to share that spot is not the done thing. Because it's like everyone should put their own in, in a sense. To go find a spot. Yeah, to go find a spot. And even if you're happy to share a spot, because I go to a lot of different spots and social media asks me to tell these spots, and I never do because that spot could be someone else's paradise that they're fucking 
spent 10 years to find, right. then you give that information out to the masses. So don't fucking ask. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like even though these places want, are yeah. beautiful and everybody owns them, the last thing you want is what's happening right now in Joshua Tree, right? A bunch of yeah, people yeah. going there, chopping going down, in there, trees, chopping down trees, leaving fucking trash down. everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. one thing I really like about what you do too. You always make videos of these trash that you pick up. You pick, bring a bag with yeah. you. and you're Well, I started the thing, so I brought a bunch of gear with me, and I'm fortunate I've got really good sponsors, and they send me a bunch of gear as well so I could do the trip over here without bringing everything. And I was walking around New Mexico, actually, and I was looking at all the trash sitting around. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to give away all my equipment for this trip. Virtually all my main hunting gear, backpack, bow, friggin' Yeti cooler, whatever, you know. And uh, for anyone that tags me in an image of them picking up trash, and I'm not going to say the the description of it now because it's pretty much ended. I've given the bow away and all my gear. And... Uh, because these hunters are doing that anyway, but I just thought I'd really drive it home, you know. And, yeah. And thousands and thousands of people tag me and them collecting rubbish out in public lands or wherever. You know, yeah. there's people that were posting me, they were picking it up on the, the beach right here in LA, you know, collecting rubbish. So it was – because it's disheartening when you've got that connection to the wild, you see that, you know, like, fuck, that doesn't belong here. You know those balloons, running. those balloons that float away? Yeah. Holy sh- – they need to ban them fucking things. Because they drop. They, somewhere someone walks out they let them go they, yeah. they end up somewhere it's usually yeah. on the mountain you know the mountain ends up catching them you know yeah yeah it just doesn't belong there i was out on the trail yesterday with uh my dog and just came across this bud light can and i just stopped and just staring at this can down the ground i wanted to find the guy who did it and shove it down his fucking throat what person does why that? would you just That's, leave this yeah, bud light i always can? think of that i'm like who would do that it's, like it's such a beautiful place and just be yeah, like just whatever chuck it Leave yeah. it behind. I see it everywhere, like, because a lot of people are like, I want to apologize on behalf of America. I'm like, fuck, that's not America. That's everywhere. That's people everywhere. But there's certain places that people are, there's different people. Yeah. New Zealand's one of them. So New Zealand has like hundreds and hundreds of public land cabins. Yeah. Like no fee, pretty much nothing. And if there is a fee, it's like five bucks. And you can hike in or drive to these cabins and you stay in there and they've got mattresses in them, they've got beds, they've got the firewood's cut for you. It's left there by the hunters or outdoors people before you. And they're in pristine condition. And there's a guest book too, right? Yeah, you're signing to the guest book. If that was in Australia, if that was in America, it'd be so fucking vandalized, it's not funny. But New Zealand's got a certain type of people that go into the, the bush, the mountains, and there's a certain respect that comes with it. And maybe it's from Maori culture or something like mm. that that goes with it, where where that just doesn't happen. The the person that's there before you cleans it out. They sweep it out. They clean it. Wow. They leave a bit of tin food there or whatever. They cut new firewood. They stack it where it can stay dry, you know, things like that. And it's, and, and it's something that goes without saying with me and my people, how we sort of do. That's how we are, respectable for the land. But there's so many people that aren't. That's, that's a beautiful thing if you find a community like that, that everybody agrees to respect that area. Everybody mm. agrees to do that and take care of things. I mean, if you can really come across something like that, like we were talking about in New Zealand, there's a just a great feeling of community that comes yeah, with that. Yeah, totally. There's a, there seems to be a tight hunting community in America as well where obviously none of that thing would happen. But there's so many people that go out into the outdoors that they belong there. So I don't want to say they don't belong there, but. The truth is, as soon as you litter or something, you don't fucking belong there. Right. Yeah, go back to your own fucking trash house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that people do 
think like that. They think so selfishly. They just throw a water bottle on the ground. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. No one's going to notice. It's out here in the wilderness. That's what it is. It's that yeah. so, so self-centered that mm-hmm. it's like no one or nothing else matters, you know. Yeah. Well, there's so much of that. There's so much of that. I mean, That's it's what I think is p- getting poor. worse. Well, it's people doing a poor job of raising people, mm. you know. They're not paying attention. Yeah. You know, it's a, they're raising shitty humans. Yeah. I want to fight it. Like, I've constantly been fighting it, and that's why I have a social, the social media and stuff to keep promoting the outdoors and good things in life and things like that. But another part of me is like, and I nearly did it last year, I just like, fuck, I want to go off the grid. Like, like really off the grid. So solar-powered, you know, a couple of thousand acres of my own, stuff like that, and just... Because Kim pretty much only eats game meat now as well. Like, that's how we've gone. So we just want to eat game meat. And it's like the next step would be having our own chickens, collecting our own eggs, growing our own vegetables, like living off the land, you know. Do you want to have, like, a phone out there? Fuck no. So how long would you live out there for? Forever. Forever and ever and ever? Yeah. How am I going to get in touch with you? <laughs> Fucking, I'll have a phone with your number in it only. <laughs> Uh, I just felt like cutting it all out, you know, like fucking cutting bills out, cutting all that shit out, cutting contact out. Yeah, I get that. Do you still run your company? <laughs> to a degree. I've got really good people that run it. Unfortunately, my business partner, she's an indigenous woman in that area. She just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, which is pretty sad. But How um, long have you known her? She's... Uh, She's my stepmother, so long time. Oh, yeah, so wow. it's my dad's partner. And um, so the indigenous, then, like, they don't really live to a long age. They're just, they're, they're sort of, they're unhealthy in a sense because they're so not used to our processed, you know, refined foods and things like that. And because, you know, indigenous, how old is Australia? It's only a couple of hundred years old. Right. And, um, so, you know, to get the 60, it seems like it's a friggin' miracle for him. So I'm not sure how old she was, but she wasn't very old. Yeah, and so unfortunately she passed away. She was on a dialysis machine and her heart was really struggling and ended up giving out. <sighs> but, um, sorry, where was I, where was I going? No, just, I get it. Look, um, you know, you're just, you were just talking about, um, being off the grid and whether or not you still run your company. Oh, yeah. So I've got really good people that run the business for me. And um, yeah, everything's done by emails and phone calls. And I hardly do any of that anymore. Like I might hear from them once a month if need be. But I'd even look at selling the, I'd probably look at selling the business, especially after this has happened. After she's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably look at selling the business. But it just depends. Her son, um, her son's going to take over her partnership you know the joint venture with her and stuff like that which would be really good for him and still you know allow an income into the family and things like that so so we'll just see where it goes but yeah i was really thinking about going off the grid and just like i've always wanted to be like that i've you know i just i love that lifestyle time seems to go a lot slower when you're out in the woods yeah for starters you're doing exactly what you want to do you know i like being in contact with the world though i like both (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's like I I do appreciate off the grid times, but for me I like them as like vacations. Yeah, but I like being in contact. I want to know what's happening with the world. I like I like being I like being aware of cultural change. I like being. I mean, it's also because of, because of what I do for a living as a oh, comedian. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I sort of don't. 
I don't care for it. Like, we don't watch the news at home. We don't tune into anything like that. We just sort of live our life and it's like what affects us, unless it's affecting the greater community in a sense for the worse, you know, because the country's run by fucking clowns. That's how I feel. Your country as well? Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. What's worse? These fucks, are, these fucks are too busy trying to look good in parliament and argue <clears throat> with each other to get anything actually done. You know, like what are the big issues in Australia? I don't know because I don't tune into it anymore. Well, you guys have crazy immigration laws. Like you don't let anybody go over there. Yeah. Like it's like people who think that the United States is rough with this whole wall thing. Oh yeah, Australia <laughs> takes that to a whole new level. They ship people yeah. to an island. Yeah, right. Christmas Island. It's a fucking nice island, though. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, think about what you guys are. Yeah. I mean, you guys were a place that the the British yeah. shipped I'd, all their prisoners to yeah. a way better place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did all the security fencing around some of the detention centers. So you pretty much, you're on that island, you know, and then you get shipped to like the hottest, most fucking arid part of Australia. Like it's death. And uh, I did the fencing around there. And then I believe they're there for so long and then they can, you know, they either get shipped back home or they can go out to the broader community in Australia, which they get treated very well, obviously. So is it just an assessment place? Like, were they trying to find out if you're a criminal or you're violent? Yeah, I think that's, and that's the important thing. You know, that's why you can't just have open borders. You know, some terrorist comes in. Right. Some guy that thinks fucking rape's fine. Some guy that thinks, you know, crazy shit's fine, you know, assess those people and fucking send them off or... Yeah, but the if you did that in the most arid part of America, people would be so angry because people start dying. Well, people are angry in Australia as well. Are and they? I think there About has it? been deaths yeah. and stuff like that. What sure. are you supposed to do? It's a tech... It's, you know, it's a very... Uh, it's a hard situation. Yeah. It's not something that's just like, no, just let them through. No, fuck no. And it's not like just don't let them through. Right. You know, it's that middle ground again, you know, let's right. assess them, let's work it out. Because I always think, what if I was in their shoes? You know, I've got Kim and the kids or whatever, and now we're in a country that's war fucking stricken. I'd be trying to get the fuck out of there too. Yeah. No matter what it took. Yeah. You know? Well, not no matter what it took, but... But, you, no, of course. Mm. Yeah. I mean, th- I always say that about people that are talking about people sneaking over this country i'm like this country is made out of immigrants yeah it's yeah. an immigrant country yeah and what do you expect when you got some fucking good fucking country's immigrants yeah yeah i mean that is that's like people in la saying they don't want anybody moving to la yeah like, bitch <laughs> this is all la is <laughs> where are you from we're looking yeah. at australia like where if you're fucking white you're an import right and by the way if you are one of the original people yeah. that came here i mean it, it, one of the original european settlers you're probably a fucking slave owner yeah yeah your grandparents yeah. were slave owners like if mm. if you didn't come over here as a recent immigrant like i'm third generation my grandparents came over here from europe um, if they didn't, then if they were here for 10, 15 generations, they're mm. probably fucking slave yeah, yeah. owners. Yeah, exactly. So stop. Yeah, I actually, I never feel a real good connect with anywhere I go, including my home, Australia, because I'm not indigenous. You know, it's like weird. And so I've always looked at, because, you know, I don't worry about fucking flags or borders or anything like that. I've just always looked at the world, the world's home. Well, especially it's because you spend that. so much time with the indigenous yeah. people in Australia yeah, yeah. because of work. And, and that, you know... Like, and no disrespect to any flag. I love the flag and I love what they stand for, but it's only someone's design. A border's only something that someone's put on the map. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a real weird thing like that. It is a weird thing, but also you want to protect people from people that come from a oh, place. Oh, 100%. That's t- 
It's, it's unless the whole world was the same, unless every, right. the whole world was on the same level. You know, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. This is illegal. This is fine. Unless right. the whole world was like that, then borders would be easy to cross. Well, that's but essentially what America not. is. Yeah. We've been talking about this a lot. That America is essentially like Europe, but everybody speaks the same language. But you can go to any country. Mm. Like New Mexico is fucking way different than Miami. Yeah. Right. Miami is way different than L.A. L.A. is way different than Seattle. Yeah. Those are all almost like completely different places. Totally. But they're all you could go to them. I mean, ideally, that's where it would be. It would be you could travel to anywhere where the opportunity was, where you thought you could get a good job, and you want to better yourself yeah. and your family. You, you'd have an opportunity. Yeah, the fact that currency and life values are different for starters. Yeah, is you know why that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be nice. Well, it'd be nice. It would be nice if one day the whole world rises up. And, you know, when you look at the Western world, whether it's Europe or the United States and places where things are going really well mm. or Asia, it would be nice if the whole planet was like that. Yeah. If there was no third world, if everything was fantastic, if everything was just basically just like we're talking about here. Mm. Hey, you can live in Phoenix or you can live in Billings, Montana, or you could live in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Go wherever the fuck you want. That's what we have here. We have a real unique thing in this country. In that. That's why people want to come here. Yeah. It's fucking good. It's pretty dope. I hear a lot of, because you always hear the negative things, and I hear a lot of people ragging on America and their own country and stuff like that. You know, well, this is fuck this. Fucking America is brilliant. Australia is brilliant. These countries are also fucking lucky to be here. Yeah. You know, because you look at other parts of the world and you're like, fuck. Yeah. They can't feed their baby. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think Africa, like I always threaten my kids, and it's not a fret because they love it, but I always say I'm fucking taking it to Africa because uh, however long ago when I went to Africa, like I was watching little babies in a village crawl around in like three, four inches of dust. You know, every second person you met had fucking war scars on their face, you know, in Mozambique and Zimbabwe. And uh, you're driving down, there's a roadblock. There's dudes with fucking AK-47s that are duct taped together. There's a guy on the side of the road with a fucking bazooka, a rocket launcher. You don't know if they're friend or foe, you know, and this is just not normal everyday life going for Africa. There's a tourist yeah. bus on the side of the road. It's fucking burnt out, and there's just bullet holes sprayed through a line of the windows, you know, and shit yeah. like that, and it's like, fuck, this isn't Australia. This isn't America. Like, right. this is different, and, and sometimes, and my kids, they're, they're grateful, but, they're on a different tune than me, you know, and I'm just like, fuck, they need a trip to Africa and they can see. Not that I'm trying to expose someone else's life so my kids realise, like, but just so they can feel, you know, like, you got a good, you know, you got a good life. You, like, appreciate it. Like, it can be a lot harder. Yeah, it's hard to appreciate, right? It's like we were talking about going into the bush. If you go into the bush for seven days, then mm. you come out, you appreciate hot water. You appreciate sunshine if you've been out in the rain. But it's, it's hard for people to appreciate it without actually experiencing Doing it. Because yeah. you can only conceptualize it so much in your head. Mm. Unless you're actually there. It's, it doesn't do it. No, no. it doesn't. You don't. <laughs> and that's virtually reality is never going to touch on that no. either, you know. No. No, it's going to turn us into this, some weird spongy looking fucking soft <laughs> jelly bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm worried. I'm really worried about the future. But I guess that's just what happens i mean because it seems like look well my old nan and pa would have been saying the same thing about our generation now well we are soft as fuck in mm. comparison to chimps 
yeah. right? Our ancient, ancient ancestors were something like chimps. Mm. <coughs> They're probably looking at us now. They'd be like, look <laughs> at these pussies with their shoes. And they need houses. Yeah, yeah. You can't even sleep in a tree, you fucking yeah. dummies. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah, totally. But we don't want to live like that yeah, either. Yeah. You know, maybe the Matrix would be so beautiful. We're like, this Adam Green tree running around <laughs> with a fucking gun that doesn't work, yeah. sticking it in the face of a grizzly bear. That's fucking bear. funny. I, um, if I'm hunting and it's raining, I always what gets me out there and continues me to hunt in the rain is I'm like, it's fucking water. Yeah. Like I have a shower every night when I'm at home. I get the dry off afterwards. Yeah. But I'm like, have you ever seen animals in the rain? Like an animal will be like feeding and it's sunshine just feeding and then it will start pissing down raining it just keeps feeding yeah it doesn't even fucking like what it doesn't look deal. up it's just fucking life you know that's life and i yeah. always think i'm just an animal like yeah. what's the difference i'll get hyperthermia and die well you but, have gore-tex but okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get some under armor <laughs> gore-tex clothes I on do. you're fine and then it's like yeah. but even if you don't it's like fuck whatever you're just wet it's just water well the technology today like what they figured out for outdoor gear is so good you wear you know like merino wool which even when it gets wet, keeps your yeah. body warmth. And there's the the water prote- protection of these, yep. this gear is so good. There's yeah. so many different companies that make outstanding stuff now. Yeah. You can be fine in the rain now. Exactly, yeah. 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 And yeah, I just think we just keep getting so removed. Like as soon as it rains, like everyone runs to the car, runs to the shelter. Here? here they don't even know how to drive. Yeah. Oh, they fucking fuck, panic. Dude. Oh my God. A little bit of drizzle. Everybody's like, ah, yeah. and the accidents everywhere. People don't know. They don't realize it gets slippery. You yeah. dumb fucks. Yeah, change of driving. <laughs> Fucking LA has been. It's so goofy. It's nearly upsetting. Cause I'm like, people have to do this every day to go to work. Oh, like traffic, some people's lives. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, what the, every why the day. fuck would you do that? Like, but people, they're fucking caught up in the whole system. If you drive out to like, uh, like you go up the five and head towards like Palmdale or Bakersfield or any place out there, and you see traffic at like six o'clock in the morning, yeah. bumper to bumper, just ridiculous. Just all people making it to LA. So they drive an hour all the way out to Palmdale, hour fifteen, hour twenty, because the rent is cheaper. And then they make their way, or a home That's prices their are life. cheaper. That's yeah, their, fucking... their, their life every day is three hours plus of driving in the car. Orange County, the people that live in Orange County, that place is fucking dense. Crazy. Conden- it's beautiful out there. It's yeah. great, great place to live. But goddamn, if you have to go anywhere, like if you have to drive to Hollywood mm. every day, good fucking Fuck luck keeping that. your sanity. That- There's probably in the <laughs> car so- right yeah. now listening to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going, fuck! Sorry, poor What is you. this? I-5 uh, reopens in the grapevine after, what is this, snow? This is last month when it first snowed, like, this is uh, the pass on I-5, I know what you're saying, like Palmdale area. This is, it was snowing in Palmdale? It just shut everything down, yeah. Oh, look at the stuck. amount of people. They got stuck. That's look at the, the thing. If, if someone's got a goal and they're aiming towards that goal uh, and they're doing a job to get that goal, then fucking good on them. But other than that, if you're doing this for a fucking dead-end job. Vehicles just sitting on the highway covered in snow. Yeah, that's where you want a four-wheel drive truck with some good fucking knobby tires. Fuck no, that's when you want to just ring up and say, I'm not coming. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Damn. Yeah, not good. I feel so sorry for anyone that's caught up with that. It's so rare that it snows out there too. No one knows what the fuck to do when it snows. I grew up in Boston and in the snow 
uh, I had to drive every day in the snow because I delivered newspapers. That was my job from time I was like 17 till I was 22-ish, somewhere around there. Maybe the last time I stopped, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. I got up every fuck morning. So it taught me two things. One, it taught me discipline because mm-hmm. I had to be up at five o'clock in the morning no matter what, even earlier on Sunday because it was the big, thick Sunday papers. You had to make multiple trips. I even had a van. I bought a cargo van just to deliver newspapers in, some shitty cargo van. <laughs> I forgot to change the oil. Engine seized on me. <laughs> I got brought it to the guy and I go, what's wrong? And he's like, you didn't have any oil. And I'm like, fuck. Not good with cars. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I drove in the snow every day, man. Really? So if I'm in the snow today, I'm like, and I feel my ass end kick out. I'm like, whoa, hey, I know what to do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't panic. I don't slam yeah. on the brakes. Like, I, I drove a lot in snow. Did you remember having like a set goal at that point doing that job? No, I just wanted no. to not work. Uh, yeah. And nobody could tell me what to do when I was in my car. Because like the thing about it is I had a job. This was my task. I had... Hundreds of houses that I delivered newspapers to, but I didn't have anybody with me while mm. I was doing it. So yeah. while I was doing it, nobody was telling me what to do. No one was yelling at me. Nice. I'd listen to you know the radio, listen to talk radio, and just listen to music, think about jokes and shit, yeah, yeah. and just throw newspapers out the window. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it is. I'm- it was nice to not have someone. That t- it was better for me. I would way rather work seven days a week. And it was only a few days, a few hours a day. Mm. So even though it was every single day, yeah. it was only like three hours a day. You know, I was done by yeah. eight and I'd go back to sleep. Now you got the biggest fucking podcast. Mm, crazy. It's crazy. I So I've been self-employed since I was 21. Really? And, yeah, yeah. And wow. I had a big media company reach out to me not so long ago. And the biggest thing that turned me off because the pricing and everything was right was I'm like a fucking... Can't take orders. Well, what they want you to I do? I can take orders. Uh, Podcast types? Yeah, pretty much. Own a lot of my content. And, um. and unfortunately, a part of that would have been changing some of the companies that I'm with. And, and like, I'm friends with the companies I'm with. I'm with those companies because they're what I want to use. You mean, like, uh, hunting companies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, but the thought of having to be on someone else's timeline then, mm-hmm. like I was like, I fucking don't want to do that. I can't. Mm. Like right now I'm just doing me and whatever yeah. happens, happens. And it's like your situation, you know? Yeah. If I even had a guy that I had to check in with once a month yeah. and say, so uh, everything looks good. We got an upward trend here. I'd be like, Ugh. I would, that fucking phone call would yeah, be haunting yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm such a spare of the moment guy. Yeah. You know, like this hunt's come up i'm going there right i want to do this with the kids or kid and the family i'm going and doing it i really like that so relaxing dude to be like that and that's why i built the business that i've got to where it is as well where i don't have to be at work continually how often are you putting out your podcast right now i've put a hold on it since this trip because it's just been so even though this trip would have been epic to do it on i just i just haven't done it because i'm everything's like so fast forward it's insane. Plus, you have the kids with you. That's hours yeah, out yeah. of the day that you just don't have. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. But as soon as I get back home, which is like uh, middle of February after the Western Expo, then I'm going to start pumping it again. The I love doing Salt, it. The Expo in Salt yeah, Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I when, love when doing is that? it. When is that in Salt Lake? I think it's like 15th, 16th, 17th of February, maybe. Really? Yeah. You should get along. I've been there before. Ooh, February 14th. February 14th to the 17th. Yeah. Western Expo in Salt Lake City, Utah. Dad is free. 
But daddy's not free on the 14th. That's Valentine's Day. You got to pick your battles, son. <laughs> you do. You got to pick your battles. Hell yeah. You got to pick your battles. You got to know what to do. Like, I, I make sure that I take plenty of family vacations around hunting trips. Yeah, totally. So well, you just went is, over to the Big Island, didn't you? Um, no, we went to Maui. For, oh, did you? Uh, awesome. Yeah, we did that for uh, New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided to stop working on New Year's. Yeah. Because right now, uh, I can't really work anyway, like legitimately for a couple months. Because I don't have enough material because I yeah. just did a Netflix special and I want to make sure I don't want anybody coming to see me and I'm half-assed. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. So if I'm doing sets around LA, like right now I could rock it for 20 minutes or a half hour. That's easy. I mean, that's not easy, but it's it's doable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's legit. I don't feel like I'm a fraud. Mm. Like if I do a half-hour show, that's a real half-hour show. But it's not a real hour show. Mm. There's a big deal. Because an hour show, like in a theater or an arena, I really need an hour and 20. Because I know I, you got to make sure everything's good. Yeah. It's, it's just there's a giant responsibility. You don't want to leave anybody. People get babysitters and they they take time out of their day. I got to be prepared, so I work hard at it. So I was thinking about New Year's and when it came, they were trying to set up New Year's gigs for me, and I'm like, not only am I not ready, I don't think I want to do it because it seems like such a big event. Totally, like New Year's is like it's New yeah. Year's. <laughs> we're out. Well, I can't believe it. We're celebrating. Yeah. It's like Vegas on crack. Yeah. You know, it's like the whole thing is just ramped up so yeah. far past normal. It's Rather, so it's weird. It's like a show show. I would, so we were out in the desert. It was just me, Kim, and the kids on New Year's. And to everything else just fucking turns like normal. But to the human race, it's like, because it's written on a calendar, it's like this big deal, you know? Yeah. And it is cool, but... Fuck, New Year's seems like such a good time just to chill for me. Yeah, it was a good time to chill. Yeah, we went to the, you know, we were staying at a resort in Maui, and it was beautiful, and the food was great, and it was, the beach was great. Yeah. Just chill. Fucking awesome. Just chill. Yeah. I need more of that in my life. I need more chill time. Just everything. I'm just doing so many different things. Like, I have to balance it out with yeah. nothing sometimes. Yeah. There's... Because when I'm go, 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 sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I just want to sit on the couch. And I feel lazy as fuck when I do it because I'm so used to going. But that sitting on the couch and watching a movie and just chilling is like- You recharge. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, you recharge. Yeah, it yeah. totally is. And it makes you hungry to go, go, go again. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. I need that. I mm. need that for- that. It took me a while to figure that out with stand-up too. So like sometimes I need to take little breaks just to recharge my imagination, mm. recharge my enthusiasm for it. There's a balance in life. Like, you can't work out five hours a day every day. You yeah. break your body yeah, down. Yeah, totally. You need breaks. And I think you need breaks with your imagination. Yep. You need breaks with enthusiasm, with everything. Yeah. You know? Let the mind reset. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are you doing while you're in LA? Like, how long are you going to be here for? Uh, we just, like, so we did Disney with the kids and just chilled out. We're leaving tomorrow, heading back to Utah, Salt Lake City. What are you going to do up there? Pretty much getting organized to go back home. So I'm going to drop the – I've got that Winnebago trailer. I'm going to drop off there and you unpack, visit Hoyt? declutter. Yeah, I'm going to go visit Hoyt, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send out a bunch of this shit that I said I'd give away and stuff like that. Then we're going back to Utah. Utah's been our base pretty much. Some friends are up Utah. Going to go back to Utah and um, pack up a bunch of stuff, and then I've got a bison hunt that I'm going to do. That's the last hunt while I'm in America. And then down to the Western Expo, we've got a like a – we're screening one of the movies that I did there. I did a movie over in New Zealand, and uh, the boys from uh, Bow Hunt Down Under in Australia filmed it for me, and they did a f fucking awesome job. Well, the one you guys did with Cam, 
<clears throat> the Under Armour one was fantastic. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. Yeah, they were good. They did a great job with that. They're, they're funner to do than what the fucking movie is. Because, you know, they want to cut, cut it down to 20 minutes. They made that one pretty long where it was 20-something minutes. But because um, me and Cam had like two weeks together fucking running yeah. around going wild. It was awesome. And uh, there's so much that they can't show in that 20 minutes. Of course. You know, and like yeah. some really cool shit. <laughs> Yeah. But um, I'm hoping to get Cam out again this year. I've got those two buffalo hunts lined up. And, uh, yeah, you need to come out too, which would be fucking awesome. You're out of your fucking mind if you think I'm coming out. i tell you what I was going to do. I had it all fucking planned out. <laughs> what are you going to do? This whole Build a city out this there? This whole trip I've been... No, no. What I've been doing in America. I've been collecting fucking spiders and snakes and shit like that. And I was going to let them all fucking go in the studio, dude. <laughs> I was I was going to let them all go in the studio. I'm like, fuck, he'll never have me on again if I do that. But I was going to bring one in here with me. To just show me? Just fucking, no, I was just going to let it out halfway through the episode and see if you could carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I had it all fucking lined up. And then I got changed because I had to go to Arizona. I didn't get go back to Idaho where all so the fucking creepies the are. Yeah, I had to let them all go. Did you go to yeah. Idaho at all this trip? Heaps. So, Idaho is fucking amazing. That's Idaho might be like the undiscovered gem, like the the, the unrecognized oh, yeah, yeah. gem in this country. There's fucking no one there, dude. There's no one there. There's no one there. But Boise is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that city. Yeah. I had a great time there, man. It's beautiful. And the, the mountains out there are so gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's a pretty place. So our friends are based there. So every time we fly in, every year when we fly in, I usually fly in Idaho first, right up high near uh, Spokane, like near Washington. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we end up driving from there to southern Colorado, southern Colorado, New Mexico, New Mexico, back to southern Colorado because Kim had a pronghorn tag still and she ended up tagging a pronghorn. Then... This is how much shit I've fucking done on this trip. I can't... I had to get Kim to fucking write it down because I'm like, where have we been? It's been hectic. And um, I think I've been to Idaho like four or five times in this trip, like back and forth, back and forth. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever go to Coeur d'Alene? Yep. Yeah. I haven't That's been That's where yet. my friends are near, Coeur d'Alene. It's beautiful. Coeur I heard the water so nice. is so clear yeah. that you can see like 100 feet down to the yeah. bottom. It's a fucking nice spot. I've got to bring up this message and read it out. <laughs> It's yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, so we end up we flew into Idaho, then we went to Southern Colorado, then we went to New Mexico, back to Southern Colorado, back up to Idaho, and then I end up flying out. No, we end up driving to Eastern Oregon to hunt bull elk. Then I end up flying out to Arizona to hunt elk as well on the Navajo reservation, which was really cool. Then we, then I flew to BC hunted moose then i flew back then we went to kentucky i drove all the way to kentucky with the kids which took like four or five days that was fucking insane we took our time all sort of checking it out you know where there's nothing where where there's absolutely nothing what nebraska dude (laughs) holy fuck (laughs) we drove for hours and hours through nebraska and like seen nothing but like cornfields or something like that sorry anyone from nebraska but nebraska was boring as people fuck. from nebraska right now oh my gosh they're tuning in I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some pretty places there. yeah i don't think so i yeah. think they know about it yeah that's right yeah wasn't that was it oh kansas was uh dorothy wizard of oz yeah same then we shit. went to texas we drove down to texas how long have you guys been here four plus months your kids are holding up remarkably well 
Oh, they're awesome. They look like yeah. they're having a good old time. Yeah, they are, yeah. At least in front of you. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's been some good arguments on the way, but I'm they're sure. pretty good. I'm like, fuck, they're like either locked in a trailer or locked in the car or we're in like an Airbnb or something like that and they're all gathered together and and it's not until you're around other people's kids that you realize how good your own kids are. Like that's Because I'm always like, they're naughty, you know, and then you're, you're around <laughs> other kids and you're like, fuck, our kids are saints. What you are know? you, Santa Claus? Yeah, they're yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're naughty. <laughs> But yeah, then we went from Texas to Utah, hung out at Utah for a while. Then I drove back to Colorado, come back to Utah again. Well, what's ironic is that you as an Australian and your family as Australians are getting to see more of America than yeah. most Americans ever do. That's what I'm like, fucking get out there and do it. Get out there and do get it. Get out there and do it's it. It's a beautiful place we live in. Yeah. I think some people don't have the means to. Yeah. You know, like, and that's why people are driving through this fuck traffic every day to try mm. and make the means to do that, you know? Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a grind out there, fuckers. Yeah. It's a grind. Yeah, the traffic does my fucking head in. Concrete does my head in. Mass people do my head in. Like, I'm walking around Disney like, fuck. Yeah, but isn't it fun to do, like, every now and again? It like, is, I yeah. like to go to New York City every now and again. Yeah. Just go, Jesus, <laughs> all these fucking people. Yeah. Have you been? Have you been to New York yeah, City? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, crazy. That's the trippiest trip in all of this fucking wild-ass yeah. country. I think, look, the reason why hunters get so much flack from a lot of people is because they are stuck in that. They don't know the other end of things yeah you know they don't know the wilderness side of things because they're fucking jammed in there i always think like that's why i love promoting it as well so much like people don't even know about this they Mm -hmm. don't even know it exists they don't even know this is something you can do they don't know the rewards from it also they feel morally detached from the food that they're eating like they don't feel like an obligation to their food they don't feel like uh they don't, I mean, it's just a steak. Yeah. There's no, there's yeah, no yeah. connection. And yeah. because of that, they don't feel like they did anything wrong. No, that's right. Whereas, you know, if you shoot a fawn mm. and, you know, and you're like, oh, you shot a baby? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh. Like, yeah. what do you think your veal is, stupid? Yeah. What do you think lamb is? Made. I had four what legs do you think? And was did you order around. the rack of lamb? Yeah. Yeah, you ordered yeah, a baby. Exactly. That's yep. a baby. Yep. Lamb is a baby sheep, you yeah. fuck. But most people don't it's know weird. that. It's weird. So I don't hate on it because I understand it. Like, that the population of the world demands that. Yes. But if someone hates on me for it, then you've got to point it out. I'm still not hating on it. Yeah. I'm just pointing it out. Oi, yeah. you're doing the same thing, but someone else is doing it for you. Yeah, it's out of ignorance yeah. for sure. Yeah, and even if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, you know, that still kills animals. Like, have a look at the cleared land. To be a vegan, they need the clear land, you know? So it's like that's that whole middle ground again. Yeah, unless like, you were if running an organic went, farm yourself. Yeah. If everyone went vegan, we'd fucking have to clear mass amounts of land, kill mass amounts of animals and everything like that. Do you know what I mean? Well, there'd and be if that. everyone went hunters, then fucking we'd slaughter the fuck out of so much wildlife, it's not funny. Well, on top of that, you wouldn't be able to just let those animals loose. Like no, this idea that's right. you'd let all the cows loose. You'd have yeah, yeah. bulls slamming into fucking cars oh, on the yeah. street. Yeah. Like you can't and just, just devastating, yeah. like, uh, you know, ground that can't be trampled on. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. But it's that middle ground. Yeah. Some vegans and vegetarians are good. You know, some hunters and that are good. And then there's that middle ground, which is all the normal cunts you know that just understand like i've got to eat meat it's not actually damaging you know i can eat some vegetables that's not damaging like it's just everything in its place yeah you know that's what i, we I think your perspective is very healthy that it's good to have these extreme animal rights activists because it balances everything out we need balance in yeah, this yeah. World. 
Yeah. yeah, I agree. Just don't fucking mouth off at me about it. Don't mouth off. <laughs> yeah, cunt. That's all it is, you cunt. cunt. Why does cunt sound so much better with an Australian accent? Because really it's so does. normal in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, it's what funny. it is. Even when your wife yeah. says it, it's just like it's normal. Yeah, like, yeah. It's normal. So our, our friend Sam Soholt, which uh, he put up a post and it was about some politician. I got his shirt right here. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful. I was wearing his shirt earlier He today. makes some awesome shirts. Yeah. I was sweating it. Otherwise, I'd wear it here. Public landowner. That's it, baby. Shout out to Sam. Hell yeah. My boy. So he put this post up and it's about this politician that, you know, he, he goes, you know, it's a pretty decent fucking writing that he's done up about, you know, how the guy's not doing his job and stuff like that and they're going to take this public what land away from us or close it. And and I'm in the comments, I'm like, so basically what you're saying is he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and like we can get there a lot quicker this dude's a cunt he's yeah. not doing his job and uh fuck some people took offense to it you yeah. know i'm like and but sam explained to him he's like he's an australian it's very normal <laughs> it's a prison colony <laughs> but out here it's like you're satan oh yeah you know it's like saying i'm not even gonna say it oh, i know fuck it yeah. it's a it's a bad word it's a bad word yeah it does, you know? it's not like over there it's like a, a gentle it's <laughs> yeah. like fucker hey yeah, fucker, yeah, totally. what up, fucker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if jamie if jamie walked in here and go hey fucker yeah and if he said that to me i'd be like hey what's yeah. up it it's would, like it would the, be normal <laughs> there's four things you can't do you can't say anything bad bad about white tower hunting you can't say anything bad about fucking jesus you can't say the word cunt and I can't remember what the fourth one was. It might have been <laughs> something about the American flag, like yeah. fucking don't go there. Leave the flag alone, <laughs> yeah, sir. Don't go there. Leave the flag alone. That fucking alone. flag is beautiful. That, that motherfucker right there, yeah. son. Yeah. All right. Dude, we just did three hours again. Wow. Just flew by. Wow. It's because of this Always does, crazy coffee. It's coffee. There's rooms. Rooms are yeah. goddamn time Fuck, walk. I wanted Kanye to be in here at the same time so we can gang up on him and talk him into bow hunting. We got this little Kanye. We got, little, we got Kanye. little Kanye right here. <laughs> Killer Mike's coming on the podcast soon. He said that uh, he wants to go elk hunting with me, but his wife won't let him hunt with white people. So <laughs> I told her that I'm 1.6% African, so okay. we'll see what we can do. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on the show my for the pleasure, third brother. time, dude. It's always, always a good Fuck time yeah. to see you, my friend. And we got to schedule another Lanai trip. Hell yeah. Let's or, make it happen. Or Northern Territory, Australia. Or Lanai. <laughs> or Lanai. Stay at the Four Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, buddy. That was cool. It always is. <laughs>